At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Guys, thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off the Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for March 1st, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York, as always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining us on your Wednesday evening, wherever you may be. And before we get into anything, I'm going to play this for you because uh, if my phone wants to fucking cooperate, that it took at least 10 people to separate you and Ortiz during that ladder match. What exactly happened out there? I quit AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Eddie Fuck Kingston this. Eddie Kingston just quit AEW, bro. That's it. He just got up and walked out. Done. Listen, man. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I'm slightly intrigued. I like this. I, I, I like this. This is... Just edgy enough without making us feel like, is this a work? Is this a shoot? No one gets a camera crew in front of them before they walk out and quit. So no. we can end all of that right now. So I like where this is going. It's perfect. Yep. Eddie Kingston apparently uh, quits AEW. We'll have uh, more on that uh, as that storyline develops. But uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us right here on the podcast, man. It is Wednesday, AEW Dynamite post show right here. On OTS, go-home show for Revolution. I'm joined by Jesse tonight, as always. Man, um, you know, you and I usually, uh, we are very critical of when things are good, things are bad, and everything in between. But the go-home show, man, I, I, I'm not sure what happened here. It's almost as if Tony Khan skipped work today, which we know he didn't. But that was one hell of a low-effort dynamite, bro, to a point where Peter Avalon... Matt Hardy and a bunch of other geeks in the Battle Royal, Danhausen, the Trust Busters. I mean, they all made TV on Wednesday night. What was I watching, bro? Was I watching Dark tonight or a little bit of Dark, a little bit of Dynamite? What the fuck was going on tonight? Yeah. So, um, how are you out there, man? I heard you guys got a few flakes of snow and started crying, bro. It's all melted already, bro. It's all melted. It's okay, all melted. Good. It was 45 degrees today and the, the snow melted away. I had to take the Mustang on the road to go to the supermarket last night. And uh, the little snow that was in my driveway, bro, I could barely get into the driveway. Um, so, so, so sorry, man. We've yeah. been hanging out and enjoying the weather out here, man. And 45, 50 degrees, bro. Yeah. yeah the Mustang is not good in the uh, snowy conditions. It's not even good in the rainy conditions. But uh, uh, it, it was a little rough over here, man. It was a little rough. 
It's not good on dry conditions either. But anyway, man. <laughs> all good. Watch it. Watch your fucking mouth, bro. Here we go. Yeah, man. What a show, man. I was highly entertained. You didn't like it? Why are you always complaining, bro? Listen, bro, listen, man. Uh, uh, should I t- should I uh, let everybody know that you're on the TK payroll too? I mean, oh, oh no, 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 don't got a uh, fancy uh, hoodie over there, man. Where'd you where'd you where'd you get the funds to buy that? Uh, TK TK yeah. provide that one for you. Yeah, I was a little let down tonight, man. I mean, I guess in a good way. You you can't you can't pump me full of you know good shit for the amount of weeks that they did you know a few weeks back. And then give me this for a go home show, and then like say, "Huh? What do you think?" <laughs> you know, and 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 the thing is, you know, Tony's gonna look at the comments. Tony's gonna look at the tweets. He's gonna watch, you know, whomever he watches to go uh, get his weekly fix of how they're doing. If he watches this show, that remains to be seen. I don't, I don't know, but you know, we we aren't critical of AEW because we we dislike AEW. We're critical of AEW because this is this is a low effort. AEW Dynamite, and we know that they're capable of so much better. And Jesse and I have stated this many times already this year alone. The beginning of January up until around February, there was a string of like four or five Dynamites, bro. They put on some of the best in-ring work that they've ever done in four years. So nobody can sit here and say that we haven't, you know, praised what Tony Khan has been doing. But, I mean, if you think this is a proper go-home show, even though the show's already put together... The show wasn't even put together up until about two weeks ago. So, I, I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot that could still be built. And this was a low-effort AEW Dynamite. This was very, uh, I don't want to go out there and say it because they're not even in the same realm, but uh, this, was, uh, this was almost as if Vince McMahon booked a go-home show for Monday Night Raw, bro. There was nothing going on here outside of the obvious, which was the ladder match and MJF, Brian, and Christian Cage. Outside that, this show sucked. Yeah, man. So I, I, I don't. So the the show, I think it was a decent show at its core, but I think when you watch stuff like that tag team battle royal, I think it just physically just brought down the energy and everything else that was good about the show because that dragged with a bunch of guys that no one really give a shit about. Man, I, let's be honest here, man. No one really gave too much of a shit about anybody in that match. No. I mean, so to go on and on and on and on and then have a team win that no one agrees with, it was very deflating. For I mean, That was a long-ass match for this two-hour show. I think it kind of drug everything down. I think Brian brought the energy back up. I think that ladder, uh, that ladder match was fucking insane. But I think that that battle role kind of really drugged this show down. Yeah, I, I agree there, and, and we might as well start off with that because that was the most uh, demeaning portion of the show, in my honest opinion. Um, Jesse and I have talked about this a couple of times on the show, and we're going to revisit that again here tonight. Uh, again, I don't know how much power Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks have had taken away from them, but this is not the same tag team division that once was in AEW. And, and to be quite honest with you, it shouldn't be that way, Jesse. It's it's almost it's almost logistically impossible for it to get worse as they've added so many more talents over the years. You would think that the tag team division should be absolutely outstanding, and it's not. Is the trios championships a, a cause for that? Probably. In some cases, yes. 
But that doesn't mean that the tag team division as a whole has to be this week. Now, Danhausen and Orange Cassidy, who already wrestled earlier in the night than Orange Cassidy against Big Bill for the All-Atlantic Championship, they were in the tag team casino battle royale, which, by the way, did not give us a Joker entrant. Everybody was thinking that it was going to be FTR. I don't know why everybody thought it was going to be FTR. Last I heard is that they were going to sit out till April and make a decision about where they were going next. So I don't know why I don't know why FTR was all of a sudden wanted. I, I know why they were wanted. Or, or, they were wanted. Uh, we know why they were wanted, but I don't know why everybody thought FTR was going to show up on the show tonight. Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy win. They get into a fatal four with the Guns, the Acclaimed, and Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal. Now, I, I, I'm very I'm very confused by this booking, bro. Not only did the battle royals suck, and you guys know me, I fucking can't stand battle royals. There was a ton of shit in this. Outside of, Ma, uh, not Mox, uh, Claudio and, and, and Yuta, I wanted them to win, to be brutally honest with you. They were the only team in the outside, the, the Lucha Brothers, that I cared for at all. And, and Aussie Open, but I knew they weren't going to win. But outside those guys, I mean, with the winners of Denhausen and Orange Cassidy, bro, not only is it a slap in the face, but it now convolutes a tag team match and presents the tag team division and its titles as somewhat of a joke. If, if I'm being honest with you, because this is not what we remember the tag team division being. It's almost as if Tony Khan threw teams at the wall and decided to make a fucking four-way match and get everybody on the show because he wants to get everybody involved in some way, shape, or form. I don't know why this wasn't about the acclaimed and the guns following the guns beating the acclaimed in the way that they did a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know why this isn't the acclaimed getting their rematch with the entire storyline being around... Where is Billy Gunn going to find his alliance? Right. I, I don't understand. What, what, what does Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett have to do with anything outside of what happened between the acclaimed and the guns on that night to a point where they need to be added to this match? Unless, you know, something's going to happen and one of these two teams are going to take a pinfall and then we're going to get the rematch after the pay-per-view is over, which, I, I mean, just by looking at it, the better match would be the four guys going against each other instead of the eight. It's just, it's fucking stupid. And it's sloppy. It is. It is. It. So when, when the acclaim lost the tag titles, you know, we sat here and we said, you know, this is fine. This is cool because it plays into the story. It can get another team over. It can help grow the tag division. How we get from there to where we are now with this clusterfuck that we got tonight and these now two other teams inserted into it. it like you said, it, it takes away from the one thing that we were actually invested in, in the tag division, which was where's Billy Gunn's loyalty. That was interesting. And the, the, the focal point behind the gun club getting the tag titles and I don't understand. I don't understand why the tag division is suffering and it's possibly due to the trios division. There was enough going around for the tag team titles to have their own shine and the trios title. We were clamoring for trios titles because there was so much to do with the trios. There were so many fucking factions, bro. There was more factions in this company than I had to count on both hands. It was awesome. Where did they go? When when AEW was was um was started it was the bucks that told us it was going to be a focus on tag team wrestling now 
I'm, I'm guessing this wasn't the exact focus that they had in mind, but the tag team titles needed to stay where they were, the focus. I think the trios titles would have held to be more of like a mid-card tag team. I'm thinking teams like the Dark Order and, and I mean, just House of Black with Buddy and, and you know, and everyone. But the thing is, they've made it the top tier by putting their titles on the elite. So now everything else seems like second name. Now the tag titles seem like the one that's the mid card tag titles, but it should be it should be the other way around, that, bro. That's that that's that's an excellent point. And now you got my brain going. You know that, that's exactly what it is. I mean, the elite got the trios championships, and, and that is what the tag team division and the tag team titles should be. You know, and favoritism from Tony Khan to to his favorites is is a huge defining factor in that. Orange Cassidy in the All-Atlantic Championship, for better or worse, you know, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, Jesse, you can correct me if I'm wrong, has taken more of a center stage, more of a precedent than the TNT Championship, and that should not be the case. And that is because TK loves Orange Cassidy. I think Orange Cassidy is great, but, you know, he's got a focus more so than, you know, a Wardlow did or Samoa Joe does now as the TNT Champion or Darby because TK loves Orange Cassidy, and it should not be that way. Things are no. backwards, and things are being kind of, I, I want to say, losing their appeal and luster because of Tony Khan's favoritism. And it's not right. And I feel like the tag team division right now, which we were sold on before this company even started, I don't know how you ruin something like that with the fucking roster and the manpower he has in that locker room. Like, if you have all these factions, where are they? If you have all these factions, I don't know why they can't do both divisions at the same time. I don't know why we have to skimp on one and then overload the other or, you know, skimp on one and then don't feature half of these fucking... Where where did everyone go? Why why is a tag team division in this company consisting of Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy, Jay Lethal, and Jeff Jarrett? I don't get that. No, those are those are the kind of teams that should be in the trios division, the best fringe. Orange Cassidy, like you said, I love the guy. I think he's original. I think he's awesome. But I think he's being I, I think he's out of his depth. I think he's being overused yes. and out of the element where he belongs. Yes. I think Orange Cassidy with the best friends would be a great addition to the trios division. That would be great, dude. I mean, I mean, come on. Everybody needs to stay in their lane. I mean, it, these guys, I mean, trios champions, Dark Order. I mean, House of Black would be great. I mean, but it just feels like that they just sucked all of the soul out of the tag division just to put it in the trios. I agree. That's the way it feels to me. I don't know why this wasn't about the acclaimed and the guns going into the pay-per-view. Half of this pay-per-view, I don't even understand. Like, Moxley and, and Page is going to be great. MJF and Danielson is going to be fucking amazing. Uh, and Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, I can't wait to see it. I love both of those guys. But I can't really, you know, Joe and Wardlow is going to be a banger match. But, you know, they didn't tell that story. And they didn't really get to the, the reason why Joe cut Joe, uh, Joe cut Wardlow's hair up until about three weeks ago. So, uh, I mean, that's a little late to the party when we've been seeing these guys on TV for uh, a couple of months now. But outside yeah. that, this entire pay-per-view is just one fucking huge clusterfuck. The women's division has, you know, shit the bed with yeah. this with this trios, uh, not the trio, with this triple threat match with Jamie yeah. Hader, Soraya, and Ruby Soho. 
I mean, where, where's Keith Lee and Swerve at this paper? Why did Keith Lee spend all this time off of TV? Now, was it a personal issue? If it's a personal issue, I hope everything's all right there. But I mean, he spent all this fucking time off TV to a point where now he's teaming with Dustin Rhodes against the, uh, the, the, the fucking mogul affiliates. Well, what happened to this, their singles match that was primed and ready and built for this fucking pay-per-view? Why do we have to wait for it? It was ready for this show. Like, I don't, I don't understand the booking half this shit. Yeah. The House of yeah, Black versus I, the Elite. Don't get me started on that. I don't want to hear any fucking excuses. Buddy Matthews had a, a visa issue. Kenny Omega had a visa issue. They got suspended. Okay. They were back in the company in October. The Young Bucks weren't fucking dealing with visa issues. Where were they? Where was Malachi? Where was Brody King? Why weren't they on TV building that feud? Why are we having this trios match for the titles? The biggest match that they can do in this fucking division. And it's built off of Tony Khan's electric bill. It, it the, light, the lights go out. Ooh, spooky. Oh, yeah, my God. No, the lights wild. go on. The lights go out. Another thing that's overplayed. I, I mean, it, I could count is... on one hand, bro, how many times the lights went out uh, off and on in this year alone, man. I feel like, I feel like it puts The Undertaker to shame. Lights go out. I mean, holy shit. They want to save money on the electric bill, man. I, I don't know, man. You know, all of this, all this is fucking probably a moot point. I mean, we can complain for until we're blue in the face and the pay-per-view is going to end up being a banger. But, I mean, that, that's just ignoring the problems, and we don't want to ignore the problems. There are obvious problems now. Yeah, that, that makes a good point. If, if it had not been for them really really trying to push this elite as trios champions deal the bucks could have moved on into the tag division while kenny was dealing with his visa issues and when he came back he could have been inserted into a singles role still a part of the elite but just more of a singles role i mean i hate making the comparison but just because they're white hot right now but the bucks and kenny could have been booked similarly in a similar way to the bloodline where Kenny is the head of it and the Bucks are the tag champions. And Kenny could have won on and done just so many different things. You want him in the main event picture, but you don't want to mess with Brian and MJF right now. How about we use Kenny to actually elevate that TNT title? How about that? If Kenny Omega is trying to fucking get it, it must be important, right? That's exactly what I do. I, I mean, Kenny Omega needs to be back in the singles role on, on Dynamite. And the Bucks need to be in the tag team division. Oh, I don't know why they can't do both. I don't know why Kenny can't be a single, the Bucks can be tag team, and then they could be a trio. You know, they are a faction. They're a faction. Why, why, why are they a trio and just dedicated to being a trio? I mean, you're, you're skimping out on everything else. And then you're not even using some of the talent that you haven't even focused on or, or, or neglected. It's, yep. it's so backwards. And they got two hours of TV for Dynamite, one hour on Rampage. I mean, but holy fuck. Peter Avalon versus Chris Jericho. Yeah. What, what did what did that what purpose did that serve tonight? It was nothing more than a punching bag for for Chris Jericho, and then they ended up beating down Ricky Starks. He didn't even get any heat on Jericho. It was, it was basically a jobber match. I mean, it, it was a, it could have been local enhancement versus Chris Jericho, which is unnecessary and not needed on live television. We don't need that. That could have been on dark. That could have been on dark. Jericho could have made an appearance on Dark. It would have been great. Have a four-minute squash with Peter Avalon, and that match would have been much more appreciated. But on TV, no. 
Something needs to change here, man. I I, I hope, uh, you know, we, we've been wanting AEW to get their ducks in a row here for, for a little bit, but I don't know what happened to the last four weeks of this build, man. I don't know if something's going on internally. I don't know if there were problems with, with uh, the roster. I, I don't know if they were just short of time. You know, things, something, something happened that everything just got fucked up. Uh, it, it's inexcusable that a pay-per-view was put together basically in in three weeks, or announced, I should say. Everything, if you watch the show, you see where they're going with the pay-per-view. I don't really give a shit that they didn't announce anything, but, uh, I mean, to, to the people watching the show, me personally, I didn't care, but the people watching the show, I don't know what the fuck is on the pay-per-view. Either they're going to order it, I mean, last I checked, it's probably a little bit better now, but the last I checked about a week and a half ago, they still had over 2,000 seats to sell for this show. Why weren't these tickets sold? I mean, this wasn't the case with Revolution in the past. Revolution was some of their best pay-per-views ever. And we got over 2,000 tickets still yet to be sold as of a week and a half ago. I wonder why. There's no fucking card. Yeah, it, it just... They have all of the talent in the world, um... And th- and that's in front and behind the camera. I mean, the, the the management team, the producers, they have all the talent in the world in their company. They just they just need to produce, man. They just they they just need to produce. The wrestlers can go. You got to give them some story to work with. You got to give them some better material to work with here. I hope that's the case after uh, after Revolution. I don't know, man. You know they they need uh, they need a huge shot in the arm. I don't know where that's coming from. You know, uh, all the rumors, people are very uh, on the fence about AEW right now because of this pay-per-view bill. They're even more on the fence with, you know, the rumors about FTR potentially departing, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and MJF all have contracts coming up at the end of the year. MJF, I don't really believe because I do think that he signed some sort of extension and I I don't really see him losing that championship at all next year, this year and next year. So uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. But Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, there's talk about them possibly pondering what it would be like in WWE. I, I mean, this is a huge year. They got TV rights deals coming up. I don't know what that's going to, you know, uh, mean for Tony Khan in 2023, 2024 and beyond. But um, I, I hope I hope things get a little bit more sustainable and a little bit more organized. It, it just seems like a fucking cluttered mess. They need to dedicate their roster to who's going to be on Dynamite. I mean, it's all over the place. It really is all over the place the last few weeks, and it's not really an enjoyable uh, experience. Uh, Outside that, we had the ladder match, and it was one of the craziest ladder matches that I think I've seen in recent memory. We had Sammy Guevara in there. We had uh, Commander, a a luchador from Mexico. I never heard of him or seen him work before. Will Hobbs was in there. Takeshita was in there. Um, it was, uh, it was fucking crazy. AR Fox was in there. Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, uh, Action Andretti was in there as well. Bro, uh, uh, there was only two winners in this match. It was either Takeshita or, or Will Hobbs. And Will Hobbs got the victory in this thing. And he was the, he was kind of the hometown guy for, you know, the California native, uh, from Oakland. They were in San Francisco tonight. And I'm glad that Will Hobbs won, but I don't really think it's going to amount to anything. Because he's looking at either Samoa Joe or Wardlow. And I think we are all under the assumption that Wardlow will be walking away the new TNT champion. Otherwise, none of this makes sense at all. So it looks like we may be cycling back to Wardlow and Will Hobbs, who was also involved with Wardlow and Samoa Joe not too long ago. So it looks like we may be tying up some loose ends there. But if Wardlow is going to win the championship on Sunday, bro, 
And Will Hobbs is challenging Wardlow next week to a TNT title match. Seemingly looks like Will Hobbs is going to be hitting another fucking wall and then maybe disappearing for another six or seven weeks. I mean, it's a great match, but why do they constantly put somebody like that in a position to have a great match and then they go away and then momentum is started and then stopped royally fucking screwed up and only to do with the process all over again? Yeah. Yeah. Nope. That's... I, I think you hit it on the head right there, man. They and it and it leads back to the the issue that I've that I've mentioned so many times. The buildup is always interesting, but when they get to the top, it's just a fall off. Once you get to the top, it's a complete drop off, and that is gone for pretty much just about every champion in AEW. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think... I think Jamie Hayter and and she's fallen off because they're not doing anything with her specifically with that 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 title. But Jamie Hayter is the only one that became champion and didn't immediately lose momentum. But they're working on that right now. Yeah, well, Will Hobbs and, and Wardlow is, you know, basically what's going to be next week. And, and that's the problem with the TNT championship. It, it's it's no sustainable story. There's no long term vision for the TNT title. I don't really understand why it is when it's something that the likes of Cody Rhodes held and Brody Lee, and it's it's just a secondary title, and it's treated like a fucking afterthought. And the guy just won a ladder match tonight and had a great performance, only to go into, into next week's match and lose and then disappear. And then what does Wardlow do after that? Honestly, bro, I feel like I feel like it's just Tony Khan and AEW management trying to get by week to week, and they don't really have any long-term vision for what the TNT title should be or, or what the division should look like or, or any long-term storylines. It's almost as if they're booking week to week, and they're just looking to get by. Like, why put somebody like Will Hobbs in that position? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. It was either him or Takeshita. I'm glad Hobbs won it over Takeshita because I think Takeshita's got more upside. But thats I, I don't want that to sound unfair to Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs should never be in this position. Yeah. We, we have the Book of Hobbs thing going on. All of us on Dynamite. Never mind fucking Rampage. Or, or where the fuck they're showing this shit. Now, they right. haven't shown anything about his upbringing or his backstory on Wednesday night. And that is the only show you should be showing that type of shit on. And, and where is it? For what? For him to go into, into next week and lose? Probably. Why? Pro- 
You got oh, your Bobby Lashley in this guy, and he's a fucking loser. Yeah, too much, too much. And this pretty, and this is the problem for pretty much everybody. Who is too much stop go? It's too much stop stop go. You can't push stop. You can't push stop. Um, once you push, push. Once you stop, people stop caring. Good luck getting that momentum back. Look at Bray Wyatt. Dead. Good luck. Good. That was you killed all of that momentum. Good luck getting it back. Now you're chasing it. Exactly what they're doing with Wardlow. I mean, if Wardlow wins the title on Sunday, he's never, we talked about this two weeks ago. He's never going to recapture that glory that he had, that heat, that fucking absolute monstrous reaction he was getting every week. He's never going to get that again. No. What'd you do? You killed his momentum. Yep. Absolutely. He can blame it on MJF all he wants. It's the booking. The booking killed his momentum, not MJF. Yeah. People were fucking seething over him, power bombing MJF seven or eight times at double or nothing. Yep. Went out there and gave us a two minute power bomb session, and that was it. I don't get it. Takeshta, you know, I'd love to see him win a major championship at some point. Like you said before, we talked about this several times. Orange Cassidy's holding that All Atlantic Championship. I absolutely agree with you, Jesse. We got. Orange Cassidy being featured a little bit too much, which kind of has taken the appeal away from Orange Cassidy. Remember when Orange Cassidy was the guy that everybody looked down on? Oh, he can't wrestle and you know all this other shit. He's lazy and he's going to be a fucking slob in there. The guy showed up and he wrestled one hell of a fucking match with Pac and the likes of Kenny Omega and Pac in a triple threat match, I believe, at Daly's Place. One year, and he's just he's just put on bangers. The Will Ospreay match, he knows how to fucking wrestle, and he's a great wrestler. But yep. the more you do it, the less I give a shit about Orange Cassidy and the fact that he's the All-Atlantic champion. A, they're featuring that title more than the actual branded title that the TNT title is. And B, I don't even think he needs a fucking championship, man. Put that championship... Not that one. Put that championship on Takeshita and give him a run with it and have him defend it against others that fit the mold for what that championship is. Somebody from the United Kingdom. Have that be somebody, you know, from New Japan to come on in and give us those those type of matches. That's what the title's built for. Meanwhile, Orange Cassidy's wrestling Big Bill for the Atlanta Championship. Why? 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 Him and that ridiculous firm should be in the trios division. That that's where they should be. That's where they will be best suited. I mean, there's man. I'm just I get so upset when I think about what they're doing with this trios division because so much could have been done. So much you could have you could have you could have you could have done fucking free bird rules for the larger groups. You could have had a hangman in and out of there if you needed to with the Dark Order in that trio division, leaving him in something meaningful and still have the tag division open. What, if, what is Adam Cole doing when he comes back? How about Adam Cole and Kenny Omega? Wasn't that supposed to be a thing? That's the last we left off with him. I mean, the the look that right. Kenny Omega gave Adam Cole before he went out for surgery, yeah. That could Where's be a that? thing. Get the Bucks back in the tag division. If they fix this trios shit, the tag division will fall in line. You focus too much and too high of a priority on the trios uh, division. It's great. It's awesome. But it should not be the new tag division. 
And that's what they're trying to do with it. And it's failing miserably. Tell you what, after House of Black, then what? Well, I'm telling you right now, man, if the House of Black don't win the fucking trio championships, they, they, they're, they're just like where Bray Wyatt is. Dead. Pretty much. But if, but if they do win them, we went through this seven-match series. Seven weeks. I mean, eight weeks with the week off in between. Two months right. of this trio's championship only to lose, turn around and lose to the House of Black because, oh, yeah, now we got to do a favor for the House of Black because we, you know, Amalekai wanted his release. And he wants out to go back to, uh, to, to go work with uh, Triple H and WWE. Now we're going to give them uh, a, a petty title win. Yeah. Come on. Or pity yeah. title win, I should say. Not petty. Pity. It's pettiness on, on management because of the yeah. neglect. But a pity title win for the House of Black. That, that's, that's the best use of those three guys. And if they lose, what? Are they going to ask for their release again? Where do they go? It, it seems like they've... They've booked themselves into a corner here. They did. The house, the house of Black needs to be in something meaningful, and the Elite went through way too much to lose those fucking trios titles this quickly. No story. Yep. No story. Excuse after excuse after excuse. This guy's off TV. Visa issues here, that, 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 this, 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 this. I, I mean, where maybe AEW doesn't, maybe AEW fans don't want storytelling. I, I don't know. You, you, the House of Black have been back for how long? All of a sudden, you want to put them in a trio championship match because, oh, finally, we can do this match and we need a big match at the pay-per-view. No story. Kenny Omega's out there saying, oh, I just want to wrestle tag team matches and have fun. That's great. We as the fans want to have fun, too. We're going to have fun watching your match, but that doesn't neglect the fact that a story is needed as to why this yeah. match is happening. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand it. The fuck is, why are you episodic television if there's no fucking story going there's into no, your match? no story. Who wants there's to watch no a TV series if there's no fucking story that's gripping and engaging and is going to invest the viewer? Or am I fucking crazy? I don't get it. Anything we do. Kenny Omega's a video game guy. Imagine him playing Final Fantasy VII and the story was fucking terrible. You're going to finish the fucking game? Holy shit. Why is everybody making excuses for mediocrity? Sucks, man. Let's get into this uh, All-Atlantic title match. Orange Cassidy defeated Big Bill. Opening match. Wasn't bad. Every time Dan Housen is, is on TV, man, I just... I don't know. I, I, I just don't get it. It was, it was funny fucking... Uh, 78 curses ago. Now yeah, it's not funny I, anymore. I don't you know? think, same for Orange, same as Orange Cassidy, same for Dan Housen. I don't think there's anything wrong with Dan Housen as far as what his role is in the company. It just needs to be specific as to where you're using him. And you're bringing him out for the important shit when he's more of a comedy spot guy that kind of devalues the spot that you put them in. I agree. I agree. Big Bill, I, I want to talk about Big Bill here. Um, I said this on Twitter, and I'm curious to see if you uh, are, are in agree- agreement with me here, Jesse. Big Bill, he is in the best shape of his of his life. He looks fantastic. He he's moving around fat, fantastic in there. He's he's from New York, Queens. He's got that fucking bravado and attitude that just kind of resonates with me, being that I'm a I'm a New Yorker as well. 
and, and, and he's in there, and he's having a great match, and he's been doing some very good work. Tony Khan, if he really wants to fucking sit down and start building stars on top of the stars he has now, Big Bill Bro is a guy that is absolutely ready to break out. They have the next Kevin Nash in Big Bill if they want to book him accordingly. And like you told me tonight, man, all they have to do is change that fucking god-awful name, and we may be off and running here with uh, AEW's version of, of of Big Daddy Cool, honestly. Yeah, that's that's got to go. That's like, that's like the first thing in your face. It's like, you're facing Big Bill. What? Yeah. That's got to go. Give him his real name or someone sit down with him and you guys come up with a wrestling name that makes sense and that can that someone can get behind. I don't want to I don't even want to watch somebody named Big Bill. It sounds fucking lame. I mean, so he sounds he sounds like he's destined for mid-card uh for life, bro, with Big God, Bill. God, man, that sounds fucking terrible. Somebody that's going to reside on the undercard forever. Big yeah, Bill. Yeah, man, but if we once we get past that, get him something interesting going on and yeah, man, I'm a I'm a big fan of Big Bill. He fucking looks great. He has a fantastic story. Make this guy a babyface. Let's yeah. try making him a baby. When was the last time you heard me say that? Turn him babyface. He's got a great his Well, best he can do it. Clearly, he can do it. We know he can do it because yeah, he did he it before. He was a babyface. He was awesome babyface, man. Make him a baby. His he has a story you can get behind. His comeback story is fucking epic. You know, he can he's someone you would want to cheer for. Try it. I mean, do something. That that guy is awesome, man. Get a, get get something going on for Bill. Something needs to be done. And AEW, you know, they. I don't even know if they want somebody like that. You know, built up. They they don't really use or utilize the bigger guys correctly. So I'm kind of worried about that if that was ever to take place. But uh, I mean, they got they got a breakout guy ready uh, to just go straight to the top if they want to use Big Bill for something a little bit more than what he's doing now. Uh, there was a great spot in this match where Bill chokeslammed Cassidy through a table that he set up. Don't know how it was not a disqualification, but, uh, I mean, AEW's referees are, are known to be very uh, generous, to say the least. Yeah. So the doctor, the ringside doctor, uh, came to go check on Cassidy. We went to commercial. Dan Housen came out to check on Cassidy as well. He remained out there when we got back from commercial. Cassidy tried to fight back, but Bill locked on a full Nelson. Cassidy got his hands in the pockets situation and rolled to the floor as Denhausen was about to curse Stokely Hathaway, but Bill intervened. Hathaway then um, clocked Denhausen with a cast, and Orange Cassidy wiped out everybody on the outside. Cassidy hit an orange punch to the knee and sent Bill into the steps. We go back inside the ring. Cassidy hit a stun dog millionaire, satellite DDT, two orange punches, and then one off the top rope, top rope for a super orange punch, making it three in total. And Orange Cassidy wins with three orange punches for the win and retains the All-Atlantic Championship. The one thing I don't like about AEW TV is the fact that they always, bro, always, always, always have someone like Orange Cassidy beating somebody that's like four times the size of the fucking smaller guy. I, you know, it's it, it, after a while, it's like, Jesus Christ, man, does the big guy ever get the fucking, you know, one up on these smaller guys every single time? Like, Big Bill they should not be losing. Do. Big Bill should not be put in a position like this to lose to somebody like Orange Cassidy when I know that Big Bill 
is somebody that's going to go in there and wipe the fucking floor with somebody the size of Orange Cassidy. Yeah, if you want to get him on TV and and you got a good match, you know, laid out for him with Orange and he's going to take the L, okay. It's in the title match, that's fine. But you got to protect them. You got to protect them in that loss. And they didn't even try to. They didn't even try to, which tells me they don't have any plans to do anything no. with him, which no. is a shame because he's and, fucking great. And you know what I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna say. And this may anger some people there. If anybody, anybody in management's watching this in AEW, if Big Bill, if Marcy was over in WWE, Triple H would have this guy near or at at the top of the card with within a year, year and a half tops. Yeah, with with the way he looks now and the way he's working now, moving now, Big Bill is a fucking main event guy ready to happen under Triple H. But he's with what, man. He's people he's he's at the it. bottom of the fucking barrel here in AEW. Why? People people have said it. People have asked for it, and you know a lot of times they were joking around. But this might be the best plan. I mean, bring in Enzo. Bring in, dude. It cannot hurt. Listen, it bro, hurt. I, I bro, I I agree with you. You know, I don't give a shit what the stigma is around Enzo. I would absolutely, <laughs> if I'm Tony Khan, reach out to him and bring him in. Break Bill away from this firm shit, which is dead, because MJF don't even associate with them anymore. So what no. the fuck are they? Why are they even there operating under that name? Bring Enzo in. Get Bill away from that. Give him his old fucking name back. Uh, Kaz XL, or whatever the fuck he was calling himself. That was uh, better than uh, uh, on the on the uh, On the indies. And yeah. get these guys back together. That is a tag team that yeah. I'd love to see on the main stage. That's a tag team I'd love to see. And they were putting on bangers. And NXT, yeah. put them in there against the acclaimed. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Anthony, uh, Anthony Bowens and Max Caster fucking rapping with Enzo? Holy them, shit! Back and forth on them, and look the the fun they would have. Look at those four guys. They, they you could tell they would just have fun in the fucking feud. Look those them, two man. guys against uh, House of Black. You put them in there against uh, FTR. You know that's a fucking black and gold uh, alum match right there. I mean, why? Well, why isn't an effort being done to, to, to take someone like this and make them into more? You think he's going to be okay just sitting around doing nothing and being the firm's muscle? Who's the firm? Who's They're a the, nobody who, faction. Who cares about the firm, man? No one. Lee Moriarty. Who cares? No Stokely's one. even being misused. Yeah. Oh, God. Grossly. Gro- I said Stokely with private party a long time ago, man. Now, you got... You got Jade Cargill coming out there with Layla Gray, you know, I, I don't, I don't, aesthetically, I don't have a problem with that. Neither do you guys, and I'm sure Jesse doesn't as well. But all joking aside, you know, Stokely, bro, with Jade, that's who should be out there with her in her corner. That was, that was a perfect, they, 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 they listened to the fucking community, bro. Stokely, he left WWE, bring him on in, put him with Jade Cargill. They did it. And, and then they just dropped it. And they dropped it. Why? Maybe they didn't get along backstage. Who knows? But for some reason, they just dropped it. And it, it, that pairing made sense. You brought in Stokely. Sweet. He's with Jade. Yeah. All right. Sweet. We broke him up. I don't know. Why? I don't know. Why? I, they, I know there was a reason. I don't know what the reason was. What was the reason that she gave? I don't know. I don't remember. If it was something out of anyone in creative's control, fine. Fine. I get it. You know, personalities, people don't like. I, I get it. But if that's not the case, 
They should have stayed together, man. That was the foundation of her little organization right there. Yeah. I don't know. Just one of those, uh, just one of those unsolved mysteries that uh, I'll never understand. Like John Moxley bleeding every fucking week. We even had uh, Bully Ray, and he said uh, some outlandish things in the past. And he, and he made, and bro, he made sense last week on Busted Open. This was actually a trending topic in the community. He said, John Moxley's bleeding every week. You know, the more you do it, the less impactful it becomes. Why are you doing it every week? Cut this shit out and make it memorable and use it when you're supposed to, not weekly. I'm like, holy fucking shit. If, if oh, Tony Khan is usually on Busted Open Radio and he's on that show weekly, why isn't that being applied to AEW? I don't get it. It makes sense. I'm just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so entertained by the amount of people it offends to see a wrestler bleed, though. I'm just, <laughs> people, you have nothing else to complain about this show with than Moxie bleeding. I mean, granted, yes, you are correct. But then you got the others. Oh well, you, you're soft. You don't like to see a wrestler bleed. Yeah, I, I, I never said that. No, I don't want to see a wrestler bleed weekly. I want to see a wrestler bleed because I want to believe in the fucking fight that they're having. I don't want to see a guy blade get caught on camera doing it and then yeah. have it happen weekly. That's my problem. Yeah, yeah. I don't no, want to see the magician fucking uh, fucking up on stage and kind of doing something where he's actually showing you how the trick and the and the magic yeah. act is done, and then yeah. all of a sudden pretend like it's uh, it's not happening right there in front of you. Like what yeah. the fuck? That's a really good analogy right there. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if I, bro, I went to go see Chris Angel live at the Caesars Palace in Atlantic City. I mean, he was tremendous live. If I went there knowing what Chris Angel did live on stage, I wouldn't have enjoyed it half, as much as I did. Why? If Chris Angel's like, if Chris Angel's like, pick a card. he would be like, okay. No, no, no. This, this card right here. This card right here. Yeah. Right here. Okay. Now put it back. Was it the three of clubs? No, it's not, it's not entertaining at all. No. Is it? <laughs> Why would you go see a magic show? Yeah, that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But that's not Moxie's fault, dude. That, that, that's, that, that's production. That's, that's the production. Now, whose call is this? Is, is it John? Like, if, listen, if it's John Moxley's call to bleed every fucking week, I mean, I don't know, I don't know who would want to mutilate themselves every week, but if it's his call to bleed every week, so be it. He wants to do it, fine. And, but if, but if it's management, it, bro, that's even fucking worse. Because they're allowing well, it to happen, and they know what's wrong, and they know we're complaining about it, and they don't care. Well, that's what I, that's what I was going to say, too. Now, if this is what Moxley want, and this is what we're getting, I'd rather have Moxley be happy as a performer rather than have him doing wacky lines and a few with a plant and doing shit where he's the third fucking Bro, don't, and, don't disrespect Mitch the plant like that, man. Uh, I'm, well, sorry, Mitch, but, you know, the man seems genuinely happy. He went and he got himself sober. He looks great. Yes. He looks like he's having a time of his life. John Moxley at his core is a deathmatch wrestler. So he looks like he he looks like he's happy right now. I mean, we 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 legitimately saw clips of this match last week with Uno and John Moxley, and then he's sitting in a stairwell, and, and all of a sudden, bro, we see blood just dripping onto oh, the fucking stairwell so in this promo. His eye the the, the I think it was oh. his right eye. His right eye was fucking you couldn't even see the white of his eye, bro. Yeah. You could not see the white of his eyeball because it was it was so fucked up and blood just dripping everywhere. This this segment was TV gold. I don't care if Moxie bled the last 19 weeks straight. Get rid of the rest of them. This one was the money shot. 
this promo than with that look. That oh, that was so good. That was so good. This was this was uh, Moxley's a great promo. Period. But this was this was a tremendous promo. This Man. was this was fucking great. I'm excited about this match. Uh, if you think if you think we're uh, you know uh, seeing blood now, wait till we get to Sunday night. There's gonna be buckets of blood in this Texas Death Match. He says he lives for it. He says it's not something to be proud of, but he lives for it. He says, you're not the kind of guy to Hangman, you know, that you want to see me in a dark alley. He told Hangman he tried to leave things alone, but he wanted it. Blood was just pouring out of his fucking eye onto the stairs as he was talking. He said he lost last time to a wrestling move he learned in the seventh grade, but that won't happen this time. He ended up complimenting Hangman, but said, He's not the animal that he is. He's a great wrestler. He's a great human, he says, but he's not the animal that he is. There's only room for one animal in this jungle like him, and he will die to protect what it is. Great promo. I'm excited about this match. They're going to fucking kill themselves, and I think it's going to be a spectacle at Revolution. I can't wait, man. They're going to kill each other out there, and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. Yeah. And I have a prediction for you. I think John Moxley is going to bleed. I'm going to have a more logical prediction. I think Adam Page wins this match on Sunday, and I think he's the next challenger for MJF in the AW World Title. Yeah, it would make sense. Um, you need you need a baby face to go against uh, MJF's uh, Heat, and Moxley is just a, a middle of the road guy. He's a big tweener, man, and and I, I think we'll get a better dynamic with with. Um, with Hangman. But nonetheless, man, either one of those guys, it's going to be fucking good. It's going to be really good. All you do. This is all you do. You you make Hangman the number one contender for MJF. You cycle back to those two guys that I believe were the first two guys to fight for the right to wrestle Chris Jericho for the AW Championship in year one. And then you take Moxley and the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club. If they're going heel, so be it. But I'd love to see them in the House of Black and you build a solid fucking story up between those two teams for the trio championships, and that's your next major program. While the Elite and Kenny Omega go wrestle CM Punk and FTR and get that feud going, and then AEW will have their long-term booking. Let me, let me bruise this CM Punk situation real quick. I think... It's going to happen, if, bro. I think if you, I think if you are... Um, and I'm, I'm being serious here, man. I think if the company is struggling with ratings, with um, just with momentum and things like that, and you bring in Punk and all that stuff gets better, I think your Punk situation has the potential to get worse because now he feels that that he is untouchable because he's saving the company. You know what I mean? That's uh, I a good worse. way to look at it for sure. Yeah. I think I I think I think when I, I think I think a punk that realizes that he's expendable is a safer punk rather than a punk that knows he is saving things because I think that gets to his ego a little bit and I think shit goes awry again. But, but that's has, just my personal. But but ha, but has punk learned to be humble and learn to accept the mistakes that he's made, learn from those mistakes. Is that the type of guy that we're going to see when he comes back? Because I do believe he's coming back. Uh, I mean, I I get what you're saying, and it's easy for somebody to do that in this industry. I'm sure of it. Ha, 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 I'm bulletproof. I did what I did, and I came back, and I'm still the fucking number one draw in the company. Fuck off. But 
I, I, I do believe that at some point, bro, you're going to have to look yourself in the mirror and say, maybe I'm the fucking problem, and I, I want to be here, and I need to take a step back and be a human being and, and so. be the leader that this company needs. I really, really hope so. I really hope so, because I think another CM Punk locker room blow up can be the end of his career and AEW at the same fucking time. You know, I, I see a lot of people, I, uh, I don't want Punk back. I don't give a shit what you want. You're going to watch Punk no matter where the fuck he goes because that's just what you're going to do. Because I know that's what I'm going to do. That's what Jesse's going to do. We could sit here and say, fuck CM Punk all we want. I don't want to watch CM Punk anyway. I want him to go away. But if Punk is back on TV, especially in a feud with FTR and the Elite, right? I, I don't know why you wouldn't engage in that. Especially yeah. if they make a fucking long-term storyline out of what happened. I mean, that's the money thing right there. In a, in a contract year for AEW Dynamite on Time Warner, or uh, not Time Warner, Warner Discovery, I mean, you're going to need to sell them on something. Those ratings are going to need to look it's quite good going into the fucking fall months. Let me tell you. And they're not going to get there by what they're doing now and fucking Peter Avalon being on TV. It's going to take CM Punk and the elite but know that. You, you get you get your fucking elitists who want to ride or die with punk. Look at Hooligram in the fucking chat. It wasn't all Punk's fault. It no. was. It was. No, I, I'm going to disagree. It was. Was the whole... It was everybody's was whole, fault. Was the whole beef all Punk's fault? No, of course not. I could sit here and blame Tony Khan. He fucking... Yeah. He could have easily got up and no. cut the fucking microphone. No, no, up. No, no, anything he, was shouldn't get, he shouldn't have had to get up and do anything because Punk should not have been there doing what he did. I agree, but it we're didn't... Going, I mean, I mean clearly, started, Punk was in a fucking different uh, different dimension than everybody. Once it, it got Punk. to that, Tony Khan should have said, fault. cut this fucking guy's mic off. Then it was Punk's fault. The day the day that the elite, if the elite would have been up there and started airing all of the dirty laundry, I'd have been sitting there saying, it's all the elite's fault. Where it started is the fault, not the outcome of how everyone reacted to it. It started here with this guy doing this. If he had not done this, then there would not have been a this, and then a that, then a suspension, then a fight. Punk handled his anger the wrong way. That's, that's, that's the only thing he did wrong. He wasn't wrong in what he said. What he said, I'm sure, was factual. That's not the case. The case is how you went about it. If you wouldn't have did what you did at that scrum, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. So you are the one who started this shit. Period. I mean, we can go back and uh, and have it begin where Punk uh, kind of went off the script with Adam Page, or Adam Page went off the script on Punk, and it wasn't diffused from that moment. That's like cool again, too, yeah. that's a management decision. They just let it fester. I mean, we that's could sit cool here and too. talk about this all over again. I mean, you guys know the story. I mean, everybody's to blame. But yes, I, I agree. Punk shouldn't shouldn't have, as the locker room leader, shouldn't have done what he did. Don't do that shit in public. You could be 100% right and be wrong at the same time. That's very fucking possible, man. If someone walks up to you and just, I, I think I've used this analogy before. If someone walks up to you and slaps you in the face and then walks away and you pull out a gun and shoot him in the back, you're in the wrong. You reacted the wrong way, bro. You can't do that. You can't react the way you want to because you're upset. There is a way to do things. He chose the wrong way. Yeah, the dude who slapped him's in the wrong. But shooting him in the back as he walking away, that doesn't make you right. You're Listen, wrong. man, you know what? I, I, at the end of the day, it's Larry's fault. That's it. It's all Larry's fault. It's Larry's fault because he's got, uh, he's just got bad <laughs> teeth, bro. That's it. That's it. He's just fucking, he looks like a piranha instead of a dog. Kenny Omega put in the 
one Wayne Angel and Larry in the back. He got his, he's got his, tooth, he got his tooth knocked out. You get fucking Ace which, Steel out there fucking... Which I found to be a bullshit, a bullshit story anyway. If Larry didn't get a fucking tooth knocked out, give me a fucking break. Get the fuck out of here, man. There, there was disagreement amongst these grown men. Happens. You take care of it in the right way. You don't air it out live in front of a TV camera. That's the only part that was wrong when that started this whole fucking thing. Punk could have went to the back aired his dirty laundry out amongst the boys, been 100% right, and been looking like a fucking angel coming out of this. But right mm-hmm. now, he's looking like, dude, why'd you do this shit in public? This is your fault. This, all this shit is your fault. You started it. I, I hope you he knows that. set a fire, then complain about how it got put out. Don't set the fucking fire. I hope he knows that, because we're, 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 nearing, uh, we're nearing expiration time for his time off. He's about to yep. come back soon. When WrestleMania is over, we'll be getting fucking CM Punk back on television in some way, shape, or form. He's going to be back. Yeah, I like that one. You know, you can't set a fire and then complain about how it got put out. Yes. Don't set the fire. Well, speaking about the elite, they made their ring entrance. I believe they were about to cut a promo tonight, which I would have loved. At least something would have fucking been said here. Lights yeah. went out, and House of Black were standing behind them when the lights came back on. The lights went out again for a second time. You could hear... Uh, rustling and fucking uh, people being beaten up. They came back on. The House of Black were standing over the Elite on the ramp with the Trios Championships in their hand. And then we go to a completely different segment, which was Samoa Joe and uh, the TNT Championship with Wardlow. I I mean, I I understand everybody's excited about this match, but uh, I I need to be very, very blunt and frank with you guys. this, This is not a sufficient build. For this match. I don't give a shit what excuse you want to bring to me. You've had people on TV and you've had these bodies there. Not all of them, but you've had bodies. If this was the plan, I don't know why the House of Black did not get featured in the buildup with the Death Triangle and the Elite during the Best of Seven series to give us at least some fucking tease about this match was coming. Maybe a storyline being built out of that. Why didn't they come immediately for the for the elite after they won the fucking championships in Los Angeles? This is not a sufficient build to the match. Secondly, the lights going on and off, on and off. I don't know who I need to address this to, but it fucking sucks. It's a tired shtick. And the House of Black, I, I don't remember, Jesse. Please correct me if I'm wrong. When have they ever shown anybody that they're about fucking hocus pocus, magic, and supernatural? Who's turning the lights off? Why why do we need them to turn the lights on and off during a fucking attack? Who's turning the lights off? They're all out there. Well, it's like, I mean, if I'm going to defend what they're doing, who's hitting the music every time a wrestler comes out? Well, that's, that's just equally as terrible. I mean, no, every time. I mean, even for a match, who's hitting the music? I mean, the same person hitting the lights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's not realistic. I complain about I, I complain room. about that a lot on the WWE side room. of this. Music doesn't start playing for me. I don't know about bro. You. I mean, they, they, uh, am I to believe that uh, they have magical powers? <laughs> no. I mean, what what the fuck? I mean, this is not this is not the proper build for a trios match of this magnitude. I I, I don't care who you are. But, you know, the fan base is going to neglect all this shit and, and overlook it and bypass all the problems because it's going to be a five-star banger and Melcher's going to give it six stars. There needs to be a story. For the love of God, where the fuck is the story? There is none. 
So you know my care about this match? Instantly gets taken down from a five-star potential to a maybe three and a half because there's no fucking story. Could be the best match of all time. No story. Who's going to remember it? No one. Who's going to remember it? Take the Sami Zayn Roman Reigns thing going into Elimination Chamber. If there's no fucking story, what does the match mean? It means jack shit. Everything needs a story. Everything. Don't get it. House of Black should be fucking top tier in this company, and they're, they're, they're middle of the road. How you have somebody like Buddy Matthews, Malachi Black, and Brody King in the same fucking faction, and, and this is the best presentation for, for them, and, and they've been used this sparingly. It's mind-boggling to me. These guys should be on the show every fucking week. Every week. Disgusting. Action Andretti, Sammy Guevara, A.R. Fox, Kanosh get to cast the powerhouse Hobbs, Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, and Commander. This was a face of the revolution ladder match. Winner earns a TNT title shot against Samoa Joe next week on AEW Dynamite. So we got this match happening next week. I thought it was going to be somewhere down the line. Maybe get a story out of it, but fuck me. Guess I'm expecting too much. Man, this was one hell of a fucking ladder match. This was... An absolute car crash, and I loved every minute of it, man. And there were some spots in this thing, like Commander running the top rope and fucking... He he walked that entire fucking top rope, jumped to the adjacent rope, and jumped over uh, onto everybody. We had Sammy Guevara in this thing jump off a fucking ladder that was Jeff Hardy-like. And he did a swanton bomb through Action Andretti through a ladder and Andretti down below. Takeshita did a blue thunder bomb off the top of the ladder to Commander. Um, There was a moment where Action Andretti tried a fucking falcon arrow on Sammy Guevara, I believe. And he almost fucking tore his knee to shreds. I'm surprised the man is walking around. We had, uh, who was it? I believe it was um, Powerhouse Hobbs drove AR Fox through a ladder. With a Death Valley driver, I mean, bro, this was this was fucking chaos, and I loved every bit of it. Yeah, it was it was so good. It was it it was I would I would definitely classify it as organized chaos. Yeah, um, it feels like for a TV match, they 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 got enough time to let it breathe a little bit and get the spots in. It didn't seem rushed or crowded, even for a TV match. This is a pay per view. I would call this too short of a match. Yeah, but for a TV match, I I, I think it was very well paced. Um, the spots were pretty damn big. Um, they, and this is maybe it's my fucking age, but this is one of the things I'm always looking for in matches like this. The spots seem fairly safe in execution for the most part. I get they were high risk and someone probably got, you know, banged up a little bit, but all in all, it wasn't like the girl being shoved from the balcony to hit the ring apron. Like we saw on Twitter. The other Wait, day, who, so. What promotion was that? Was that, that wasn't GCW, was it? I have no idea. That was the fucking worst. Bro, I, I mean, and you know what they did that for, bro? They probably did that for $25 and a slice of pizza. I mean, and to go viral on Twitter. Ridiculous. That was stupid. That was, that was a planned spot, and that was ridiculous stupidity persona. Oh, but the ladies played it off well, and uh, I, I give them credit for taking the risk. No, it's uh, that, la- that no. whoever fell off could have fucking died. No, no. Whoever pitched that spot and whoever approved it, no. That's not happening. That's 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 too far, man. These th- these are still human beings, man. Come on, you can't. 
they're trying to get a name for themselves and, and do something big, but don't let them risk their lives doing it, please. You, as a promoter, don't let them do that shit. Some of the spots in this match were fucking crazy. Um, shout out to Sammy Guevara, man. I, I mean, I, I there's a little panic in, in my chest every time he he jumps off something, bro. I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. No, right? But I mean, at this point, I think he's, uh, and you never know because it, it's it's just so unpredictable, but... You know, he's he's turning into one of those uh, ladder match aficionados, bro. He's uh, he's like uh, the current king of the ladder match. Everything he does, man, is beautiful. And he is just extreme. Jeff Hardy. Yeah, yeah he's he's extreme, bro. Yeah, absolutely. He, he is uh, unbelievable in these types of situations. Uh, the other thing I want to I want to call out here is because I've seen a lot of people uh, complaining about it on Twitter. Oh, why are the referees holding the ladder down? There was two specific spots where. Sammy jumped off, the referee held the ladder, and Will Hobbs fucking tackled the ladder, and Takeshita was on the ladder. I mean, I, I thought, I, I, bro, if I could describe it at the end of the match, it looked like Will Hobbs transformed himself legitimately into a fucking freight train, barreled into that ladder, broke the fucking thing in half, and Takeshita fell down. I thought Takeshita fucking tore an ACL on the way down. Bro, these are 250, 300-pound men Climbing a fucking 10, 12 foot ladder. You know, fuck kayfabe, man. You want people to be safe. Someone needs to hold the fucking ladder. Man. I would have been very sad if to catch the fucking tour knee, bro. I mean, oh my God, dude. So Hobbs man. climbs the ladder because the the one half of the ladder is fucking just complete. The, the rungs are shattered on the <laughs> other side because he hit this thing so fucking hard with his bare shoulder, by the way. Um, and he's climbing that part of the ladder, like, a, like because he's got to get the, the, the visual uh, for the hard cam so that he could grab the brass ring. And the referee gets in the ring, and two referees get in the ring, and they hold the ladder down so he can climb. He had to physically stand on top, a, a guy like Hobbs, the, the, the fucking weight of Hobbs, on top of that ladder, bro. Two referees had to hold the ladder. I see people complaining about it. It's unrealistic. Why, 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 why? I mean, this has been a thing for, for ladder matches for, for years, bro. Like, I don't know. I don't understand it. Would you rather Will Hobbs fall off the fucking ladder and break his neck? I mean, I don't it, understand you people. It happened in just about every ladder match you guys have ever seen. Yes. It's the job of the production crew to crop that out. Yes. Absolutely. How many, times have Je- how many times has Jeff Hardy jumped off a ladder and there's a referee holding the fucking ladder as he's ascending this fucking 30-foot ladder and he's it standing owns. on the top, top, top of the ladder? What are you going to do? Just let him, stand, let him jump off with no support underneath? I, I don't get these people. They they want to see these wrestlers die. And and yeah, that that spot was was insane. Championship wrestling, ICW, trash, very much so. Trash mud show, uh, fucking uh, indie mud show is what the what Jim Cornette calls it. It's exactly where what are it was. they where are they based out of? I'm trying to find out. I don't know. Probably Midwest somewhere. But that is that is terrible. Don't do that. That is not that is not safe, dude. And I don't get these people that look. I want to see great wrestling too, but I want to see these wrestlers go home every night with their families, man. The people that complain about the elimination chamber, oh, this new chamber is too soft. Good, good. It needs to be softer. It's still a chamber. It's still a cage. It's I never. Like I don't. Under- I don't understand that logic. I mean, we just got back one of the best elimination chambers ever. With the United States title a couple of weeks ago, and people are complaining that it's not the same chamber. I don't see what bearing that has on how good the match can be. It doesn't. They, they, it, they, 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 you guys are focusing on the, the, the greats on the floor that cover the ring. 
Meanwhile, you got 85% of a cage that you have at your disposal to do whatever the fuck you want. You're complaining about people landing on steel. I mean, I don't understand you people. It's still a cage. It's still a chain. It's not a, it's not a bounce house. What are you complaining about? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Will Hobbs won this thing. He is now the face of the revolution. What good that will do, I don't know. He will probably be in a one-on-one match with Wardlow next week. It should be two big hosses going at it. But like Jesse and I talked about in the beginning of the show, if Will Hobbs wins this thing, is the face of the revolution, automatically turns around next week, and then one week loses to Wardlow, what type of face of whatever revolution this is, is Will Hobbs. He's a loser of the revolution. And then he will disappear for six or seven weeks, and then... We'll wonder where Will Hobbs is. Why isn't he on TV? And he'll be using a nothing match going into the next pay-per-view. Rinse and repeat. This is somebody also that they should be building for the future and on TV semi-weekly, just like Ricky Starks. Where is he? Yeah. I got another thought for Hobbs to anybody out there who might be listening. How about we get Stokely Hathaway away from this firm bullshit? Keep him with this, this Black Panther attitude he's carrying around and put him with the book of Hobbs. I and like let it. Stokely be a mouthpiece for Hobbs. I like it. And a militant fucking Black Panther-like fucking faction. Like, not a faction, just those two. Just those two. I like it. It'd be great. He should have, man. and it shouldn't be overbearing and fucking uh, cumbersome and sloppy. You know, a, a good group of, of three guys where he could yeah. manage. A guy like Will Hobbs and, you know, if you want to include Big Bill in there or whatever. You know, it, yep. just why? I mean, that's a great idea. I don't know why things aren't like this or why things like this aren't being pitched at, at the creative table. I don't know, man. Like, Stokely needs to be, he's hes great television. He, he should be focused on as well. You know, give yeah. him a faction of his own outside fucking Lee Moriarty and the firm and this all this it's nonsensical television. Who cares? Yeah. Hobbs won this thing. He's got Wardlow next week more than likely. I, I mean... I just don't like the, what they do. Back and forth, back and forth, rinse and repeat. Nothing's yeah. ever consistent with the TNT title. And uh, I wish things would change like that. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Hobbs next week uh, is getting a TNT title match on Dynamite. Renee Paquette, she was backstage with a medical update saying Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta aren't cleared to compete in the Battle Royal tonight. No reason was given. Uh, Dan Housen says he and Orange Cassidy will take their place. Cassidy was being checked on by the doctor. Dan Housen says, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. And Renee's like, uh, uh, Orange Cassidy, are, are you are you okay with this? Like, you just wrestled uh, Big Bill out there. Seemingly, you're not ready to go. And, and he says, I don't care. Whatever. And, and I left my ass off at that, and I thought that was funny, even though it care. probably was more funny to me than it was to you. But it is what it is. He's, he's, the, only, he's the only guy that can get away with not giving a shit in pro wrestling. Because the... the the dynamic is usually if if you don't care as a talent, then why should I? Yeah. You know, but that's his gimmick. Eh, I don't care. But then he says he doesn't care, but then he goes out there and gives 100% effort. That's his gimmick. That's his gimmick. I can I can deal with that. Otherwise, anyone else saying how they don't care about something kind of devalues it. Yeah. But that's his whole spiel. So I'm okay with it. Chris Jericho defeated uh, pretty Peter Avalon. Um this match went about, what, four minutes? This was mostly Peter Avalon on offense. He got no introduction, by the way. He got no ring entrance. So if you guys were wondering where uh, Avalon's entrance was and, and you were wondering, you know, what he comes down to as far as his theme music, you didn't get it. Yeah, that's, that's great. So I just sent you 100% <laughs> confirmation 
that this Eddie Kingston thing is a work, just so everyone is clear. Well, I knew it was a work just by listening to him and just what we talked about. You don't have a fucking camera on in your face <laughs> telling everybody yeah. that you're quitting, and then you put it on Twitter. Yeah. Well, Daddy Magic just said it was the best fucking day of his life that Eddie Kingston is quitting. So There you go. There you go. I don't know where this goes with Eddie Kingston. Uh, maybe he gets a, uh, maybe this factors into an MJF feud. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe he goes into another promotion and, and, and maybe he goes to New Japan and talks shit about AEW. Maybe he goes to Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Could be. Could be. Good point. You know? Good point. He, um, I don't want to give away, I kind of know the spoilers, but uh, uh, Eddie Kingston probably uh, is going to have a major say on tomorrow's show. Just want to let you guys know if you're watching Ring of Honor. Ah, on the ROH show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which I may or may not recover. I may or may not cover tomorrow. Now. I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be much of an audience for that. Do you guys want to see me cover Ring of Honor? That's your question tonight. That's your homework. Do you want to see me cover Ring of Honor? Because I'm uh, contemplating back and forth, either watching it or not. I don't know. I'm, I might. I might. I honestly might. Um, you're going to do a post review anyway, though, right? Maybe. Maybe. I might drop my dark reviews, live reviews, and go to. Um, ROH. I think that would be better off. I, I think that would. Yeah. I mean, you, you could probably do Rampage and Dar- uh, Rampage and Ring of Honor and be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Thursday That's and Friday. What I'm thinking. I just might. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jericho was on the defense for about four minutes here. All it did was uh, take uh, Jericho one move, Codebreaker, and that was it. Uh, Jericho grabbed his baseball bat at the end, and a lot of people are saying yes, 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 yes. Of course, you guys are going to say. We're going to say no. Um, Jericho grabbed his baseball bat, beat down Avalon post-match. Ricky Starks hit the ring. Jericho took the microphone and said that JAS isn't allowed at ringside on Sunday. But they are here tonight. Jake Hager and Daniel Garcia helped Jericho beat up Starks. Garcia hit a rock bottom while Jericho connected with a Judas effect, leaving Starks laying motionless. Now, J- uh, Jesse, there is a, uh, a current feeling in the community that the stipulations for this match got changed. Uh, in the build-up to this match, when the contract was presented to Jericho, it was nobody should be appearing at ringside. Now it's just the JAS isn't allowed at ringside. Now, a lot of people are also pinpointing that Jericho has trademarked the fabled Jericho trademark. A lot of people think that Paul White is going to oh, help no. Chris Jericho win this match against no. Ricky Starks on Sunday, bro. And that no, we're going to get no. Paul White in the I JAS. Fuck you, man. And Jericho is going to be back together. Well, it's the big slow. Imagine that, bro. I love Chris Jericho. Please don't make me regret loving Chris Jericho, please. Though I will say the Jericho theme is a classic. I thought that theme was fucking phenomenal. Bro, don't let me do the Paul White. Don't let me do the fucking uh, arm in the air fucking uh, Paul White, bro. We may be br- we may be we may be bringing back the Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me do it. Let me do it with the sound effect. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Come on. Oh man. man. Tell me that's not true. I don't 
don't know, man. I'm just, uh, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, don't kill the messenger here, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine, just- bro? I mean, AEW's booking has been a little shoddy as of late. Can you imagine Jericho back on TV, man? Oh, I've been putting Big Show over as of late on his commentary work on Elevations, man. He's been enjoyable. It's been very enjoyable. This is what I get for that? I didn't want to put him in the ring. Bro, Ricky, uh, Ricky Starks needs to win this match. And we need to move on from this, and Ricky Starks needs to move on to something new. Simple. They're going to drop his momentum, man. Just like everyone else. Well, I mean, it's, it's, already, uh, it's already starting. I mean, this feud is taking a turn for the worse. Started off so good, so hot, so promising. Yeah. What happened to Action Andretti? He's all by himself now. What's going on? I don't know. I like your idea about putting him in JAS. Who? Andretti. I don't know why. I don't know why they didn't. I don't know why they didn't go that route. Honestly. Man, man, don't. That's not gonna happen. I mean, he can't even move. No, that's not. Has he been working out? Bro, listen, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to a little be uh, I'm gonna need you to be a little bit more excited, man. We're gonna break the walls down on Sunday night, man. Big show got me blocked on Twitter. Is he posting workout videos or something? Well, God damn it. I wonder if he was playing Destiny 2 last night. Paul. Oh, I'm sure he was, man. You know, he's a hunter, man. He is a hunter and he hates Titans, man. Good. Good. Hates Titans. I'm a little bit more of a fan of Paul White than I was yesterday. Just knowing that information. Uh, I, I, I'm less that of a fan of him now than I was TV, a few though. minutes ago. I, mean, I don't want to see him on TV. <laughs> yeah, well, because he's a fan of my favorite video game, that doesn't mean I want to see him back in uh, a tag team with Chris Jericho. No, I'm sorry. You know what we need, bro? You know what we need? Big Show versus Satin and Singh. Bro, you know what we need? We need, ah. uh, we need uh, the Miz Show back on TV. As a tag team. Remember that tag team? Miz and Big Show? Oh. <laughs> uh, what was it? Show Miz? I think it was Show Miz. Show, show Miz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What an awful tag team. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, so that's... Wrestlers, uh, don't know, wrestlers don't know how to retire, do they? They don't know how. Bro, I swear to God, if Big Show is back on TV, I'm getting a choke slam emoji in the chat. I'm going to hand emoji in the chat. I hope not. I hope not. I just, I just ruined Jesse's weekend going into this pay-per-view. Now he's yeah, going to be looking forward. Now he's going to be looking for that. I willed it into existence, man. Adam Page had a pre-recorded comment for John Moxley ahead of a, a Texas death match that's happening on Sunday night. So, uh, Page says that all he has, this is all he has left to lose as he's lost the AW title. Moxley... Has already beat up his friends, but Moxley can't take away his spot. So on Sunday, Page will take Moxley's spot at the top of AEW, which I assume is going to happen. Beating Moxley is Page's last glimmer of hope, as there's only two ways to find out, uh, or two ways, rather, to come out of this match. It's either living or dying, and Page isn't ready to die. I like Adam Page as a promo. When he's on, he's on. I thought this was a very good promo. You ruined my night, man. I'm sorry. Adam Page is awesome, man. Um, he's one of those. He's one of those guys where you can put him anywhere, as far as a feud on the card and things like that. 
it may draw a question as to, oh, why is he so low in the car? Or why is he so high in the car? It may, depending on what, what he's doing and when he's doing it. But once Hangman is in it, once he's into it, it's pretty much always interesting, man. He's a, he, he sells his stories very fucking well. I think that's underappreciated for Hangman, man. He's really good at selling his fucking story. And Moxley, don't get me fucking started, man. Yeah. Moxley's a fucking maniac, bro. Uh, guys, before we get on to the next segment, which was one of my favorite things on the show tonight, Christian Cage, who was awesome, uh, I'm going to need you guys to do me a solid, man. Uh, number one, hit that subscribe button. We uh, just hit 142,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you guys very much for all that. Uh, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I see 533 likes on the stream, so make sure you guys go and hit that thumbs up. Let's try for as close to 1,000 as possible on uh, tonight's AW Dynamite post. So if you guys have not hit the thumbs up, it helps me out tremendously. Super chats are open. Get them on in, and we will hang out in just a little bit at the end of the show answering your questions. And we got four new members tonight, man. Thank you guys so very much. You guys now get access to what the inside of my mother's basement looks like, and we are almost done. I got word today that we are nearing completion, so we may be seeing it on the road to WrestleMania, and uh, we will be having uh, a grand old time in my mother's basement. Jesse's already seen my mother's basement, and he thinks it looks phenomenal. Um, that sounded a little um, suspect. You've seen inside my mother's basement, and you think it looks phenomenal? I've never been in your mother's basement, though, man. Well, I don't live in my mother's basement. Yes, you do. But we'll be drinking inside my mother's. And you know what, bro? Britt Baker has a new beverage on the menu. So does Jade Cargill. Tony Khan even has a a drink on the menu, bro. You're going to like that one. Brittany's watching. What is her drink, man? Hi, Britt. What what, what is her drink? Tell her. Um, No, I can't. I can't say anything. What the fuck is wrong with Hooligram? You love love Hangman? What is it? What? Uh, no, you hate Hangman. Why does Hooli hate Hangman? What the fuck? Hooligram hates Hangman. Why? I don't, I don't know. Why does Hooli hate Hangman? Hangman's awesome. Well, Hooligram hates everybody. That's uh, that's true, man. We love Hooligram. Christian Cage. Uh, Renee was there, and uh, Renee said after Jungle Boy beat Luchasaurus at full gear, the feud should have been over. I'm glad it wasn't. But Cage's return changed that. Cage says it'll be over. His dead body that Jack Perry wins a title in AEW in 2023 because he went on and talked about how Jungle Boy wants to go single and win a championship in 2023. Fans chanted, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, when you get a when you're a heel and you get to shut the fuck up chant, that should that should put a, a huge smile on your face when you walk back through the curtain. I mean, that is the that is the upper echelon. Grade A, that, that's what I call the Wagyu beef of uh, pro wrestling chance, bro. Right there. Love it. It's so good. Christian says he doesn't want to, and he didn't even acknowledge it. He just fucking kept talking over them. Christian <laughs> says he doesn't want to win a championship. He wants to beat someone for a championship. He said Perry hesitated to hit him with a chair, so he showed him how a real man acts. He said he left him in a pool of his own piss and blood. He says he doesn't have any interest in the prestige of a championship. He just wants to show his family and friends to show it off on social media. So the problem with this younger generation is that they treat this business like a video game, and he's not wrong. He says he treats this business like an ATM machine, and I'm not done milking it dry, he says. He challenged Jack Perry to a fight on Sunday without any rules. So I guess we're getting a uh, street fight, no DQ match between these two on Sunday. He says he's like his dad, a no-talent hack, 
going through life based on looks. He says he doesn't have any grit or an ounce of what he has inside. The lights went out. They came back. Again, the lights went out. Jungle Boy's turning the fucking lights off now, too. Jungle Boy turned them out, man. I guess Jungle Boy's a fucking uh, magician also. Uh, I don't know. I think they put I think they put the circuit breaker for the lights right there in Gorilla. I don't know. So you can just, you know, hit them and run out, man. So when the lights came back on, a video aired of uh, of Jack Perry digging a grave of him crying. There was uh, moments where we seen him crying, tear falling down his eye. Um, Jesse thought that uh, this had something to do with his father. I- I'm like, why would he be digging up his father's grave? <laughs> But it looked like There's he was. A reason cr- I texted you that and didn't put it on Twitter. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, what type of sick shit did we get into? Like he was gonna dig up his father's fucking body and fucking possess the power of his father. So the the lights went out. They came back on. Jack Perry's digging a grave. Images of Christian beating him with the chair last week, and then we see the tombstone of Christian Cage, and the scene goes and fades to black. Bro, are we getting a buried alive match on Sunday? That's that's the kind of vibe I got. I'm assuming no, because they should have said something, you know, before the go home show. So no, we're getting a buried alive match with Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. One could hope, but uh, more than likely, this would be a street fight. No rules, no DQ. Um, I'm looking forward to it because I think Christian's awesome. Jungle Boy's awesome. We need a we need some sort of closure for this feud, and Jungle Boy. What championship he goes after, I don't know. I don't know. TNT title, All-Atlantic title. Take your pick. Which one? I don't know. What do you think? Me? Doesn't oh, matter. Shit, dude. I'm fuck, um, I don't know what they're doing with the TNT title, and I'm tired of Orange Cassidy holding the All-Atlantic, so I'm going to say All-Atlantic. Maybe, maybe Jungle Boy can do something with it. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? And that's a, that's a strong maybe, man. I know Jungle Boy is over and all, but I don't know if he's got enough juice to get a title over on his own just yet. Bro, this is the third match on Sunday where we could see blood visible. No. No, don't say that. No. There will be red substance in this match, man. Moxley Shit. and Cage, Jungle Fuck. Boy, Cage, and then MJF. I'm, I believe Brian's going to be bleeding at some point. <sighs> Maybe. Let's just know. count the matches where they don't bleed. How about that? Maybe Jungle Boy was digging up the body of Paul Bearer to harness the power of the urn. I don't know. Oh, God. Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now, a Bearer Alive match in 2023 would be pretty fucking cool. How quick, nah, would, that, how that, quick would people be ready to cancel Tony Khan for uh, some fucking reason? I don't know. Maybe. But I'd love to see it. I don't know. Hook. Hook and Matt Hardy. FTW title on the line. When did this... I mean, Jesus, fuck. This is like... This is like fucking... Is there a show before Dark, bro? Is there a show worse than Dark or less than Dark? The, I mean, this this the, is it. The right Dark here. pre-show. I mean, this is a Dark pre-show match. <laughs> the only thing I remember in this match is Hook went into the steel. Did you, did you see that, bro? Hook went into the steel. I legitimately thought he knocked himself out. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw that. Yeah, that was a... That was a rough spot, man. He kind of went a little bit too hard on yeah. that one. Man. So um, he's in there with Matt Hardy. Hardy took over after that. And um, Hook countered a twist of fate attempt with his red rum. 
And the immediate tap out from Matt Hardy, the referee didn't even have to ask him. He tapped out immediately. And Hook now, as a result of this match, gets Stokely Hathaway one-on-one in a no-rules match. Why? Why do I want to see Stokely Hathaway in the ring? Where is Miro? Why isn't Keith Lee on TV? Where is Swerve? Where is Bandito? Where are these guys? But Stokely Hathaway gets a match. My favorite part about this match is listening to Taz call his son's match. Oh, that's great. He has to he has to mansplain every move. Like, oh, here's Hook. And you know, here's Excalibur. Hook with a suplex. Here comes Taz. Oh, here goes Hook with the Gucci Katami. What? Oh, here's his here's Hook with the DDT. Oh, he planted him with that with that Hashitashi. Like, what the fuck did you what? Here, here's Hook with the itchy and scratchy. Bro, he, how does he have all these inside secret names to these moves that I thought I knew the names of? What do you think they talk about at the dinner table, man? I, I guess so, man. What the fuck, man? It's, it's like, oh, Hook, there's a Hook with the Mitsubishi. What? What, uh, what variation of a suplex are you using this week, son? What the yeah. fuck? It, I'm always titillated to see what Taz is going to call whoa, a whoa, whoa, headlock. whoa, 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 whoa. Titillated, bro. You a maximum male model? Oh, uh, you, me, me and Otis, man. You and Otis? Me and Otis, man. Holy shit. You mean to tell me they're getting rid of Masse and Mansoir for you? Oh, fuck wow, it. man. I mean, to stand next to Maxine Dupree, man, you got to be fucking, uh, you got to be uh, well-built there, man. Holy, what are you telling me? What are you, what are you not well, telling us, man? I heard you talk about how Otis had great taste in women because he wanted Maxine. Yeah, I mean. Don't forget, don't forget, man. He, he was banging Mandy. <laughs> Don't forget, man. He's yeah, the first well, one listen, to Mandy in WWE. He had, he had Mandy before Tino did, bro. I mean, uh, he must yeah. be doing something right. He, he got Mandy, bro. He's like, you know, he, he had Mandy before. Be, he had Mandy before the fucking Simps on OnlyFans got Mandy. Yeah, pretty much, he he already saw them bad boys, man. It's okay. fucking got Hook wins the uh, match, uh, beats Matt Hardy. You know, uh, bro, what do you what do you think, man? Matt Hardy uh, in in the sea of nothing here, man. Do. Uh, do you think Matt wants Jeff back on TV, man, in the worst way possible? I don't want. I don't want Matt. On TV. <laughs> <laughs> and look, man, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to fucking sound. Look, I like Matt Hardy, I do. But just like, just like Jeff Jarrett, just like Paul White, I think these guys would be great behind the scenes to help the young talent progress. I think Jeff Jarrett could be great working with heels. I think Big Show is great for working with guys on, on character work. I think Matt Hardy can work on guys doing big spots at pay-per-views, you know, and producing their matches. I just don't want to see them in the ring wrestling in 2023. No. That's it. No. Maybe we get Matt Hardy in, t- in charge of the tag team division. Something. I'm sure he'd be great at it, man. Yeah, what would uh, what would Jesse's maximum male model name be? Jesse. Just say, yeah. <laughs> Just. Yeah. What would my name be? I, I don't have a good maximum male model name. I got two initials. Jeray. Yeah, Jeray. <laughs> Jeray. Anyway, uh, Hulk, Hulk. What are you talking about here? <laughs> yeah, I don't. 
<laughs> see, see how fucking uh, interesting this show was tonight. Uh, <laughs> Hook retained the, t- the uh, TNT, t- FTW title. Maybe one day. Maybe one day the TNT title. I can't tell the difference between the TNT title and the FTW title. Is this title. an official title? I don't think so. They put it on the line. They had the graphic on the screen. And it wasn't like it was. It made sense when it was inside of Team Taz. But now what are we doing here? What are we I doing? I don't know. What are we doing? I don't know. Taz says it's not official, so I'm believing Taz. Tony Storm, she went one on one with Riho. Riho is back. Everybody's favorite Joshi, Riho. Ten know. minutes in, man. Tony Storm loses to Riho. Where are we going with this? Why is Tony Storm losing if they're in a big, big, big feud with Britt Baker and Jamie Hader? It it does not seem like, and I, I was I was paying attention to this. It does not seem like this match was about Riho winning. It was about Tony Storm losing. Yes. As soon as Riho won, she was out of the picture, and then they were on to selling Sunday. Riho had nothing to do with this shit. It was just about Tony losing and the way she lost and everything else. So that's the story being told. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, they're ruining Tony. The, the story was, you know, Tony ate an L. Riho got a you know, a nice little W in it. Maybe they'll do something with her after the fact. But this was just, I, to answer your question, I don't know. I don't know why the fuck Tony Storm had to. Why would you have her lose? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, for, uh, I, I get that they're looking to build this this storyline up. I don't know where it's going or what's going to come out of the match on Sunday with Soraya and Jimmy Hidden and Ruby Soho. But, I mean, if they are legitimately the outsiders here, and they're coming on in, and they're already losing matches. I don't think anybody's going to really be taking them serious. And then Ruby Soho tonight at the end of this match kind of, you know, gave the impression that she's with neither side. So, you know, I, I didn't really care about her coming into this thing. I didn't care which side she was on. But like you said, this was more about Tony Storm losing than, than Riho winning. Riho isn't a regular on TV. Tony Storm is. So we got a tilt-a-whirl, head scissors, that sent Tony into the ropes by Riho. Storm blocked the Tiger faint kick. Storm missed the hip attack. And Riho went for a top, uh, went to the top for a huge crossbody out to the floor. Double foot stomp back in the ring off the top rope. This led to Riho getting a Northern Light suplex on Tony Storm for a close two count. Storm tried for an avalanche, Storm zero, but Riho tried to counter into a sunset bomb out of the corner. Storm took Riho's hair and just flung her across the ring. Missile drop kick, sweet chic music in the corner. Storm stared down at Baker and Jamie Hayter as she applied a clover leaf on Riho. But as this happened, Riho countered into a roll up for a flash pin that looked ridiculous because Riho kind of botched the roll up. And Tony just kind of laid there and could have kicked out easily, but she just laid there and took the one, two, three. Kind of a sloppy finish, but I thought the match was fine. Uh, I would have loved to see these two ladies continue to go at it because I, I honestly feel like the match never really picked up pace, Jesse. I felt like they were just kind of getting going towards the end, and then all of a sudden it abruptly ended with that flash pin. It wasn't bad by any means, but post-match, Storm and Baker brawled outside as Hayter and Soraya kind of were brawling out in the middle of the ring. Uh, Ruby Soho's music hit. She ran into the ring, started swinging at both ladies. All three women had to be separated by officials. And that's the way the segment came to a close. I, I think we uh, are under the impression that Jamie Hader is not losing the Women's Championship anytime soon. No. Especially not to someone the likes of Ruby Soho, 
who, let's be honest here, we had high hopes and expectations for Ruby yes. when she came in, but she's not getting it done, is she? No. She's just not. No. Um, and Soraya has been, uh, listen, uh, I don't have any problem with Soraya, but Soraya has kind of fallen flat. Maybe there's a little hesitation on her getting back in the ring, which is absolutely understandable, but yeah. uh, she really hasn't shown much of, of, you know, where she could be so far. And this storyline really hasn't advanced. We we don't we still don't have a reason as to why they are doing what they're doing. What is the yeah? Reason? I don't know why they're doing it. For 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 me, Saray, it's not about her in ring work. I think for her layoff and her um, caution in the ring and everything else, I think she looks fantastic. I think she's yeah. great in the ring. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not enjoying this storyline. No, because there is no there is no story. I, I, I had hopes for it. You know, I I know I came on here and said that it was something different for women to do who are not going for a title, but it has not progressed. It is not making any more sense now than it did when it started. I'm just not enjoying it. Um, I'm not enjoying Soraya's heel work as it is right now. Um, I know her heel work is fine, but in this storyline, it's just not working for me. Like you said, it's just that I don't understand why they're doing this. I don't, I don't understand what the beef is. It hasn't really progressed. Um, Ruby has still has not picked a side. So I'm not sure. Who cares? Why is Ruby the focus here? Is Sheeta hurt? I'd love to know where Sheeta was when she was the one who threw the kendo stick into the, into the ring a couple of months ago, and we were all wondering which side is she on. Where did Ruby come from? Yeah, because she's a, a WWE original in, in AEW. I don't I don't understand why we care about Ruby Soho here. Sheeta we, we need tweeting from Japan. Yeah. We, we, we need we need Soraya and Tony Storm in the ring cutting one hell of a fucking promo to get everybody back on the same page here. Otherwise, what are we doing? What are we waiting for? You got yeah. everything working in your favor here. Britt Baker's taking a fucking shadow role behind Jamie Hayter, and, and everything's working well for those two ladies. Meanwhile, everything else around them now sucks. It does, and... I'm going to be honest. I mean, again, to anyone who's watching, this shit sucks. If it has an ending, jump to it, get to it. Right now, the women's division, the only interesting thing you have going on for you right now that would that that would just take off as far as storylines go is get to Jamie Hayter versus Britt Baker. Turn Britt Baker back into that evil bitch who turns on her fucking friend because she wants that title that's fucking hers and have Jamie Hayter say, fuck that, you're not getting it, and that will be an interesting feud. Yes, it will be when the time comes, but I don't know if that's the right moment for it now. Do it now. I throw, there's nothing going on. Do it now. <laughs> nothing is interesting, man. Do it right now. Do it at the pay-per-view. Turn her, and then start, um, start that feud for the next fucking pay-per-view. Unless there's something else going on in the form of a mercedes Monet. We need to get to Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker because the women's division is starting to slump again. We got the uh, Battle Royal, the Casino Battle Royal coming up last. Before that, we got Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes are backstage addressing mogul affiliates. Lee won't stand for what they do to others. As Rhodes said this Friday, they don't like playing games. Mogul affiliates will remember their names naturally limitless. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Well, what are we doing here? Why why did we why did we now fuse Dustin Rhodes into the story of Keith Lee and, and Swerve Strickland? 
Dustin, Jeff Jarrett, Big Show. What are we doing here? Like, I get this is Dustin's last ride, but, I mean, this is about Keith Lee and Swerve and, and Mogul Affiliates. I, I mean, I, I can't tell which is worse, Shit Row or Mogul Affiliates. Which one? Because they're both in the same fucking place. Bottom of the barrel, dumpster fire. Both groups. Yeah. What are we doing? Who, who asked for this? Naturally limitless? Bro. So uh, out of everybody in that locker room, Keith Lee enlists the help of Dustin Rose to go battle Parker <laughs> Boudreaux and fucking, uh, what's his name? I forgot his name already. The tattoo man, uh, Tretch. Tretch, yeah, uh, Stench, yeah. Trench. Stench. Stench. Bench. Bench. Stench. Wrench. Gut wrench. <laughs> <laughs> why is, why, what are we doing? All of the tech, you have all of the tech. Let, let, let me, let me tell you something, man. Mogul affiliates is the, the very definition of why you should not give a pro wrestler creative in, in, in any company, period. Oh. Why? Give them creative direction. They get input. All right. Don't give them carte blanche. This, this should be Keith Lee, Keith Lee and Swerve at the pay-per-view. Yet we got Dustin Rhodes and we got a tag team now, Naturally Limitless. And look, look, someone tweeted me the fucking F4W online story of Paul White getting his, getting his knee replaced. You guys are fucking dicks, man. God. Now he can walk now. Maybe. Confirmed he will be at the pay-per-view. So he'll be doing a 450 splash. Is that what I can look forward to that from, from, from Big Show? Maybe. I don't know. Tag Team Battle Maybe. Royal here. Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy win a Tag Team Battle Royal. This was a fucking mess. It felt like it was rushed. There was no joker. Teams came out every 60 seconds. This needed a little bit more time to fucking marinate. 60 so seconds is way too short. I mean, it's just a clusterfuck. Um, I don't know. I mean, 60 seconds. I felt like I felt like when uh, Orange Cassidy and, and Danhausen came out, it was like four, five minutes had passed before they came out. It was so bad. I'm not even gonna lie. That video I sent you of the of the fight of the fucking yes. fat girl at McDonald's. I legit watched that about three times during this match. It was so interesting. I don't there's, know. Man. There's, there's a meme going around of a fight at McDonald's. This girl just beats the shit out of this other girl. It was so good. This tag match was just it, this. This sucked. I mean, was, I mean, this was bad. First of all, Man. first of all, battle royals suck in general. Number one, number two, I wish AEW would adopt, you know, the Aztec Warfare match from Lucha Underground and just make it their own. Honestly, I, I mean these these casino battle royales and fucking jokers and all this other shit. But by the way, we got no Joker. FTR, everybody expected FTR to be the Joker team to be added to the fucking tag team match. If I'm Dax and Cash, I don't even want to be a part of that fucking tag team match at the pay per view. Give me a break right to do what? Not win the titles. I mean, if they're back, they're going to have a fucking plan on bringing them back. They're not going to be putting those guys in a fucking match with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Give me a break. So we got all these teams in there. Dark Order was in there. The Lucha Brothers were in there. Aussie Open, who were too good for this fucking comedic garbage. Blackpool Combat Club are in there. Matt Menard and Angelo Parker were in there. Top Flight. 
Uh, who else was in there? Kingdom was in there. They got zero reaction when they came out. Who the fuck are they? That's what exactly what everybody in San Francisco was thinking. Who the fuck are these guys? So at the end of this thing, just to speed up time, because I know you guys are riveting or, or, or about to uh, listen to a riveting fucking uh, commentary on a battle royal. Nobody gives a shit about it. Preston Vance and Roosh were in there as well. Um, we got the Blackpool Combat Club, Cassidy, Danhausen, Butcher, and Blade were in there. They were the three final teams. Silver and Reynolds hit ringside to distract Castagnoli and Yuta, who were dumped by Cassidy and Danhausen. Butcher and Blade hit uh, what they call drag the lake on Danhausen, who ro- which is uh, nothing more than a, a neckbreaker powerbomb combo to finish. And Cassidy was holding on as he was teetering on elimination as Danhausen snuck up from behind and just comically dumped both Butcher and Blade over the top row. It's almost as if they eliminated themselves. That's how fucking terrible this looked. That was so... I mean, the, I mean, dude, Butcher was over the top rope before Cassidy, before uh, Danhausen, rather, even fucking laid a finger on him. Like, what am I watching here? I guess that's Danhausen's magical powers at work. I don't know. Sometimes these tag matches logistically just can't make too much sense. If I'm Butcher and Blade, if there's two of us, it's me, there's you, it's Orange Cassidy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take him to the ropes. I'm going to go under the ropes and then come up and pull his ass out while you throw him over. Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen win. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, the guns hit the ring, laid out Cassidy and Dan Housen. The claim hit the ring, guns bell, leaving Jarrett and Lethal to get beat up. I mean, so we got a four-way match that includes Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, the acclaimed, the guns, and Dan Housen with Orange Cassidy. There is no fucking way you can tell me that Orange Cassidy and Danhausen were not added to this match for the simple reason of getting Orange Cassidy on the pay-per-view. Because Tony Khan loves Orange Cassidy. That's the it. The guy has a title. Give That's him a it. match on the fucking buy-in. That's it. I I I mean, Butcher and Blade. We're, we're in there in the... I don't, Butcher and Blade would have made a hell of a lot of fucking world of a difference compared to Orange Cassidy and Butcher and Blade but uh, to, uh, and Danhausen, but Butcher and Blade aren't favorites of Tony Khan, so I don't, I don't know. Think about that. The guy is a champion. How hard could it be to get him a match? And why are we waiting for the go-home show to get him on the card? What the fuck, man? Because this team wasn't decided until uh, maybe 6 o'clock. Bruce Pritchard time. That's why. Brian Danielson and MJF, final confrontation. They were really trying to cram all of this shit into the go-home show. Everything felt incredibly rushed. I don't know why they felt just so, so short on time. I mean, this even had a one-minute overrun. So, um, Danielson was great here. I mean, MJF didn't really say anything. He said everything he needed to in the weeks leading up to this. This was all Danielson. Renee's in there with Danielson, two former uh, Talking Smack colleagues here. She brings up a post from 2014 MJF made when he was dropping out of school, mentioning how Brian Danielson was the reason he wanted to become a professional wrestler. Danielson talked about how he was forced to retire years ago, and if you fight for your dreams, your dreams would fight for you. MJF then interrupted, but Danielson told him to shut up before he could even say a word. Danielson said MJF hates him because of the family he has, and it's something MJF thinks he deserves. MJF has done nothing to earn or fight for any of that. Danielson said MJF has taken every shortcut to get where he's at and deserved his fiance leaving him. Danielson, yeah, I know. Danielson has fought for everything he has gotten in life, leaving a job that would have paid him for the rest of his life so he could fight. He says he's battled through concussions. 
He's battled through retirement. He's battled the authority. He mentioned that. Danielson's new dream is becoming the AW World Champion, and he's willing to fight for it. If MJF isn't willing to fight on Sunday, Danielson says he is going to get his fucking head kicked in, and they bleeped it out as Dynamite went off the air. Awesome. This was a this this was a tremendous promo from Brian. Even in the short time that he had, a tremendous promo. Yeah, he killed it. And MJF just being there and his reactions to it just made it that much better, too. Yes. So good. Rampage, we're going to see Swerve and Parker Boudreaux Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes. Eh. Revolution's looking like this. MJF, Brian, 60-minute Ironman match for the Triple B. Samoa Joe Wardlow, TNT title. It's two matches. Jamie Hedder defends against Soraya and Ruby Soho, three. Moxley, Hangman, Texas Death, four. Jericho versus Starks, five. Tag team title match, four-way, six. Elite defend against the House of Black, seven. And Christian Cage battles Jungle Boy in what probably will be a street fight, eight matches. I would have left it at seven, but, I mean, I I think everything that needs to be on this show is on the show. Hooligan wants to know what was on MJF's lip. I don't know. I Um, saw that. It looked like uh, was, it looked like some sort of blister. That was the reason that his fiance left him because he probably get herpes from someone. So. Oh, stop! Fuck him. He fucking call me an asshole on Twitter. Fuck him. Well, I mean, who doesn't oh, he call? Well, on, who doesn't he call? You know who? He, you know who? He, you know who he hasn't called an asshole on Twitter? Me. You yeah, probably because assholes recognize assholes, right? What did, what did Brian say? He's banging rats and something like that tonight, and that's the reason why he doesn't have a fiance anymore? I mean, Brian went all in in this fucking uh, three minutes he had. I mean, holy shit. Anyway. Dynamite was uh, not very Dynamite-like. I mean, the ladder match was great. This was great. Christian Cage was great. Big Bill is awesome. Outside of that, very, very lazy, lazy, lazy show by Tony Khan. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into the Super Chats, guys, and then I'm going to hop on Destiny for a couple hours because I got some uh, lightfall grinding to do. But uh, if you guys would love to get your Super Chats in, we are about to sit down with them. Get them on in. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications and go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. There are a ton of YouTube shorts and... A ton of videos, live streams that you guys might have missed this week. Go and check them out. We were live for episode 466 on Sunday. We were live on Monday for Raw. And next time you see me, we'll probably be live for Friday, SmackDown. And then I may be going live on Off the Script 467 on Saturday night because we got Revolution on Sunday night. Are you joining me for Revolution? Yep. Yep. I'll be here. All right. Absolutely. Yes, we'll be here Sunday night. Hopefully it's not, uh, I mean... Knowing Tony Khan, it's going to be uh, fucking 12.30 before the fucking stream starts. But I'll be here we'll, see, we'll see. Um, let's get into the Super Chats, guys. Joseph Taylor with a $40 Super Chat. JD, Jesse, two things. The wrestling match that made you cry and the wrestling moment that gave you goosebumps. Um, I could have swore you asked this question a couple of yeah, days ago. Yeah, we just get that question. A um, couple of things made me cry, man. Uh, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, and, and that whole beautiful match with Morrow on commentary made me tear up a little bit. Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair made me tear up a little bit. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25 and 26 made me tear up. couple things. And goosebumps, you know, too many. Too many to count, you know? 
about the latest, you know, the 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 Usos and Bloodline? yeah, 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 yeah. That made me uh, have some watery substance come out of my ear at the Royal Rumble or out of my uh, eyes uh, at the Royal Rumble for sure. Thank you, Joseph, for the big bomb, man. Thank you so much, man. Uh, the chief executive officer with a new membership. The CEO. What the fuck are you drinking, bro? Crypto and poker with a $2 super chat. Alter Bridge sucks. Emo is king. Well, um, if you like lead singers who paint their fingernails black, by all means, bro, that tells me all I need to know about you. And you ain't a fucking... You ain't uh, a, you ain't an alpha male, man. You're nothing but a beta male at that point. Even Jesse knows emo sucks. Yeah, there you go. If Jesse says emo sucks, then you got a fucking problem. Yeah. Uh, Robert Hurt with a 23-month membership. And, and if anybody says Miles Kennedy really sucks, man, I, I mean, are you really believing your own fucking words, man? Give me a break. Come on. Uh, Robert Hurt with a 23 months. Brian Danielson going to become AW World Champ Sunday night. No, he's not. Oh, something I forgot to mention. No, he's not. If I'm not mistaken. And, and, and clip it and send it to me if, if I'm missing this one. But I I believe that tonight was the first time that Brian Danielson actually mentioned that he wanted to be world champion in AEW. Yeah. I think it's the first time he actually said he wanted to be world champion. Before that, he just wanted to, he just wanted to fight. He just wanted to kick some fucking heads in like he's always been saying. Uh, wrestle. I mean, it, it ups the it, it ups the prestige of the match when he says that. Yep. Tan May with a 38-month membership. Oh, my goodness. Hi, JD and Jesse. Jesse, will you be doing a Revolution watch-along? Um, no. I'm not going to do the watch-along because I'll be here for the, for the post-show. So I'm going to take some time to myself uh, during the show. Uh, Jay Sama says, LOL, bruh, Alter Bridge probably paints their fingernails. Bro, oh. you clearly don't know Mark Tremonti and Miles Kennedy. They're a bunch of 40-year-olds who play hard rock heavy metal music, bro. They don't paint their fucking nails. Mark Tremonti paints his nails? What are you fucking, what are you, a retard? I mean, get out of here. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking dumbass. I thought, uh, I thought... I thought metal was was okay to paint your nails. What about uh? No, heavy metal is not okay to paint your nails. I mean, no, I, 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 no, no, no. That that's that's emo pussy rock. Oh, okay. That's for what the eighties uh, bands. Who? What about eighties bands. Like who? Motley Crue. Yeah, did Nikki Six paint his nails and shit? I don't know, man. I don't listen to. I don't listen to Motley Crue. You never listened to Motley Crue back I mean, in the day? The, uh, no. The yeah. only song the only song I like by Motley Crue is "Kickstart My Heart." That's it. I thought Molly Crew was was top shit. I know that not shit now, but back in the day, I thought. They bro, were Tommy top Lee, shit. Tommy Lee was too busy banging Pamela Anderson, bro, to paint his nails. What are you talking about? Tommy was banging every fucking thing he could find. <laughs> Tommy, I couldn't figure out why Tommy was going around banging every fucking chicken he could find. Then I saw that video and that fucking sword he's carrying around. And I see why he's banging every fucking thing, man. Jesus Christ! Jay Sama probably listens to a lead singer that sings like. Uh, uh, <laughs> Fuck out of here. Fallout boy, yeah. Um, Tammy, thank you, brother. Uh, the script keeper with a 19 months, 19 months in the venue. What a rod. Can't wait for my mother's basement. Soon. Script keeper, soon. Uh, Michelle Moran with a $2 super jab. Win or lose Sunday. Brian will still be the GOAT, of course. 
Of course. P-Mac with a $5 Super Jack. Jesse, good looking on that squirt and cookie dough whiskey. Just ordered my barbecue whiskey. Any suggestions on what to mix it with? Barbecue, barbecue whiskey. whiskey? I've never heard anything like that. I had a mesquite smoky flavored um, Crown Royal before, but I've never heard of a barbecue. Interesting. I don't know. Probably just a wood smoke whiskey, though. Yeah. Maybe that's what he means. Yeah, wood smoke. Yeah, yeah smoked whiskey. Yeah. Uh, squirt and cookie, though. Uh, I mean, listen. You still have not everybody, seen Everybody's the got their vices, bro. You still haven't seen squirt in the store? No. Every time I go into a store and I see it, I look down like, how has this fucking guy never even seen this? It's everywhere. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I haven't seen it. Everywhere. Rep NYC. $10 super chat. Last call. Cheers. OTS for life. Thank you, Rep. Um... Wow, I jumped way ahead here. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tony Brown with a nine months. All that delicious meat, Tony. Yeah, man, we're getting thick Tony back, man. I uh, I have no problem with that. Yeah, yeah, I got it. You know what, though? The um, the Reho, uh, um, the ass slam tonight from Tony, that was the safest one I've ever seen her do. That's the first one I've seen where it looked like Tony didn't give her opponent whiplash. Well, bro, if Tony hit her with the Sweet Cheek music, I think Riho would still be fucking... Uh, it'd be like uh, Ken Griffey in his prime hitting a fucking 500-foot home run. Man. Riho said it'd be fucking still sailing somewhere. She was the first one to take it, and I'm like, okay, we don't have to check her for neck damage, do we? I mean, she's just cool. I mean, I don't know if they, these women just lean into this shit or what. But, oh, my God, move your head. Uh, Tony Brown, thank you for the nine months. And also the 499 says, where's my tasty red velvet? I don't know, yeah. man. On the yeah, shelf when right. Tony Khan realizes she's still employed. Yep. Uh, Phil with a 15 months. The Battle Royal was a joke. Dan Housen, NOC. TK should have kept it simple. What a ladder match. Commander is a beast. OTS for life. Thank you, Phil. Never seen Commander before, but, uh, you know, all those luchadors look the same to me. There's nothing that he did that uh, we haven't seen from Ray Phoenix, so. Ray Phoenix, yeah. Um, Nick Williams with a $10 Super Chat. This ain't dynamite. This is a firecracker. What the heck is this? Jesse didn't clean the table. I had to clean it myself. What's going on? Is Khan on crack? What's happening here? A lot of questions there, Nick. A lot of questions, man. Yeah, Jesse, why didn't you clean the tables, bro? Got his fucking bootios there. That's what's on the table there. There's no bootios here, man. What are you talking about, bro? Je- Thank you, Nick. Uh, Jedi Joke with 21 months. On my way to that golden mic. 21 months here, and I joined Jesse's channel last month. I'm proud to support goats of the IWC. WTF, what are you guys drinking? Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you very much. Chelsea with 11 months. Milestone unlocked again on the way to the... 24 month. Try the butterscotch whiskey on fresh ice. Lord JD and Sir Jesse, it's great. Hashtag OTS for infinity. Cheers, fellas. I love me butterscotch, man. Not my, my flavor, but I might try it, though. Nick Williams with a $5 super chat. This dynamite felt like Vince McMahon booked this show. I'm rating it a 5.7 out of 10. That's very precise there, Nick. 5.7. Yeah, it's very specific. <laughs> That's a very specific. Not a 5.8? No. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? Not a 5.6, a 5.8, a 5.7. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Raging Girl Gamer with 29 months. 
Let's go. Also, Mustangs suck. Ford found on the road. Dead and Impact is better than AEW. AEW can't touch Impact. Let's be honest. Facts. Yeah, listen, Rage. Uh, you're not. You're not going to be. You're not going to be allowed in my mother's basement with fucking comments like this. Okay. Facts. Come on now. Is she really wrong though? About Impact? Yes, she's wrong. <laughs> she's very wrong. Raging Girl Gamma, thank you so much for 29 months. The Undertaker with a $5 super job. Jungle Boy's shoveling technique needs some work. Hashtag OTS for life. I would say so, Undertaker. I mean, he's no Undertaker, but uh, I'm excited for that match with Christian Cage on Sunday night. The he's Amish. No, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Vince McMahon with the shovel. No, yeah, no, I mean, I've, nobody's got Vince beat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Amish electrician with a 199. Mox and his crimson mask is the real bloodline. Quite possibly. Jabril Muhammad with a 499. I need your daddy magic impression on his reaction to Jericho reuniting with the big show. He gets my dick on! <laughs> like, come on, man! Like, this is the I come to AEW to get away from booking like this. I do. Why? I got. I got. I got to get a Daddy Magic fucking soundbite on here somewhere, man. Um, Francis Loop with a two dollar super chat. The guns will pin Dan Housen at the pay per view. Probably. Sean Lee with a $5 super chat. Jericho is horrific, but Vince is back, so you can see Goldberg back by summer taking the title again. I already saw Goldberg in the news. Goldberg wants a retirement match. I think I may retire from watching WWE if I see Goldberg back on television. What did we do to deserve this? I don't know. I have no idea. Jedi Joe with a five dollar super chat. It seems likely that TK and Vince McMahon are millionaire besties. They book shows the same way sometimes. Uh, this isn't the alternative that we were promised, bro. Something like tonight is not the alternative. Uh, Joseph Taylor with a five dollar super chat. JD Jesse, I do like my emo music, but I like Alter Bridge more. Well, I would hope so, Joseph. Rep NYC with the 10. Thank you so much, man. I skipped ahead of everybody to read yours. I don't know why. Edmund Van Buren with a six months. Out of all the wrestling matches you've seen the years, which one meant the most to you and which one do you wish you could have called you guys rock? I don't know, man. That's a tough question. I mean, that's uh, something I'm going to have to really ponder, but um, which one meant the most to me? I always go back to the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, man, WrestleMania 25. Just with the people I was with and, you know, just the vibe of that match. Uh, just just watching that unfold and how great it was. Awesome. Um, er- Emerald Lord with an 11 months OTS for life, he says. Thank you so much, brother. Joey Clemenza with a 14 months. Jesse needs a history lesson in metal. Motley Crue was glam. And that's why they look like chicks. Metallica and Slayer never did that. 
There you go. I didn't know glam. I didn't know glam was a genre of music. I don't use those types of uh, words. Uh, it's 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 rock and roll or hard rock. You know. Were they were they punk rock at the no, time? No, no, they weren't. I mean, punk, the thrash metal is uh, is a punk rock derivative. Like uh, there's influences of of punk in thrash, which is right. what Slayer and Metallica play. So. Oh, okay. Uh, Hologram. With a five dollar super chat. FYI, there is a barbecue whiskey. It's called Curveball. I hear it's another delicious one. I'm pretty sure it's available everywhere. I, that sounds way beyond my realm of taste buds, bro. Yeah, you know, not a, not everything that's a food that's made into a liquid is going to taste just as good as its food food form. Yeah, not everything. No. Now, if there was a banana flavored whiskey, that's something else. Like some things would work, but a yeah. barbecued flavored whiskey, no. No, I want to pair my whiskey with food. I don't want to have my my whiskey turn into food. <laughs> J-Ray with a $5 super chat. Revolution will be a great pay-per-view. As always, TK will get it together concerning the storylines. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, you're very confident there, bro. Yeah. And American rock star Patrick Palmer with a seven months. Omos should become the new undisputed W. I'm not even reading that. <laughs> I'm not even reading the rest of that. Patrick Palmer. I mean, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to dump you, bro. Uh, I'm gonna have to rescind your uh, your membership to the venue, man. If you if you speak to me in that tone again. No. Now, what are you rage? What are you drinking? What rage? That's something rage raging girl gamer would say. Come on now. Anyway, guys, uh, we're about to get out of here, man. We uh, we are well past our. Uh, actually, oh, I, I gotta go to the venue. How can I go in the car without going to the venue? Holy shit! Uh, listen. Uh, I, I got uh, Destiny to play. We, we've been here past our expiration date. Jesse and I are going to get the hell out of here, man. A- any uh, any final words before we uh, hit the highway? Nah, man. Um, join me on Friday. I'll be doing Rampage. I'll make some uh, decisions about what I'm going to do um, as far as ROH goes in the future of these boring-ass dark shows. There you go. Next time you see me, we'll probably be on Friday night with uh, WWE SmackDown. And then Saturday with OTS 467. And then Revolution on Sunday night. So we got uh, three live streams in a row, man. It should be a uh, very busy weekend. Please follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. We are now on our way to 143,000 subscribers. So make sure you guys go and do that. If you enjoyed what you heard here tonight, if you were mildly entertained, I would love if you hit the thumbs up. But try and hit that thumbs up, man. Also, go check out all the other videos you might have missed on the channel. Plenty of it. YouTube Shorts, which are driving the subscriptions on the channel. Make sure you guys go and check out the live streams. We were live on Sunday night with episode 466. Excellent show. We were live for Monday Night Raw, also an excellent show. Also, those shows are available on Spotify, iTunes, and my podcast partner, Blue Wire. So make sure you guys go check that out if you have not done so at all. I'm getting out of here, guys. Friday Night Smackdown. I'll see you live in the venue. Until then, I need those ace emojis in the chat. I need those Mustang emojis in the chat. I need those rock on emojis in the chat. And when you hear that guitar solo, come on, guys. I'm going to need you to turn that music up to max. See you live on Friday night for SmackDown right here on OTS. And I realize that I haven't changed the screen.
Holy shit. You guys are talking. I'm talking to you through a fucking window that's up. I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys on Friday. Holy shit. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Pro streamer over here. Hey.